computers have really become an integral part of our lives at work or at home. The advent of multimedia technology has fused computers into everyday activities, like watching TV or managing accounts. And so our dependence on computers continues to increase. A sound device is really the driving force behind all audio outputs that you get from your system. If you want to install a new driver for your sound card, then follow me, and together we will have your driver installed. Click on Start and select Control Panel. In the control panel window, double-click on System icon. In the System Properties window, click on Hardware tab and click on Device Manager button. Open Sound, Video, and Game Controllers from the list and double-click on the sound device. Click on Driver tab and click on Update Driver button. Follow the instructions appearing on your screen to complete the update process and click on Finish. Click on OK. Congratulations. You have successfully installed a new driver for your sound card on your PC. If you face any problem related to your computer, operating system, software applications, or peripheral devices like printers, MP3 players, digital cameras, etc., then call Ayogi and we'll fix it. Good karma.
was once that little boy, terrified of the world. Now I'm on a world tour. I will give up everything, even start a world war for these ghetto girls and boys. I'm rapping around the world for Africa to New York, Haiti then I detour, Oakland out to Oakland, got the strip to Detroit. They hip hop only destroy. Tell them look at me, boy. I hope your son don't have a gun and never be a D-boy. goes on, apparently now for the third week in a row, this is Brandon Drexel Gerson bringing you Poker Front Alert Radio, the Druff Drexel and Vowels show, with uh, I think my other hosts are on the line, Druff and Vowels, are you both with me? Yes, hello Brandon. And I am here as well, I hope that my new headset is uh, sounding good. Sound great. Yeah, Yeah, sounds good. So I'm glad you got... On your end there, Angel, everything worked out. Unfortunately, on my end, um, this is what happens when I assume too much. Um, I got a very generous offer, actually, Mm -hmm. from... Remember last week when we called the Venetian and uh, John Faversham got on the phone with Nigel Faversham? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, to atone for his sins, John Mm -hmm. Faversham, for making Nigel's life so difficult, offered to give me a sound card. And so I said, okay, you know, being Jewish, I don't need to go out and buy one. Oh, no. And so I, I knew I, it was I, something like that. So I went and got one from John Faversham. Actually, I got two from John Faversham. You? And, and no, they were brand new. In the box. One of them just did not have stereo mix, so it was no better than my current sound card on my computer. And the other one, um, I couldn't tell if it did or not. It, it was hard to get the software loaded. And once I did, it was crashing on my computer over and over and over again. And I, I kept holding out hope. I just kept holding out hope that somehow you one of the times I restart, my computer's going to work right and everything's going to be fine and, and the sound card will work as expected. But I finally had to give up. And, uh, of course, I made a mistake by picking this up too close to when the show started, but I, I really thought I was getting the same sound card from John Faversham as I had before. That's what he told me he was giving me. But I guess John thought about the situation and figured that if, if that same sound card broke twice before on my computer, then it's probably better to give me a different one. So yeah. so what happened was, uh, I guess he probably just thought, hey, you know, I don't want to 
make it the third time failure here. I'll give him two different sound cards, and unfortunately, that brought on a different failure. So I had to call up Brandon and frantically tell him, boot up that ancient computer. Thank God for tender laptops I'm keeping around. Thank God for not only tender (laughs) laptops, but also for our sister site, VegasPokerRadio.com, which once again provided us with the Skype and the phone number to call in. So do not call in this week on the regular phone number for Poker Fraud Alert Radio. Do not call that number because nobody will answer. Uh, Brandon, go ahead and give out the phone number for this week. Well, it's the same as it was for last week. The phone number tonight to call in, and only this week only, because we're assuming, Jeff, will uh, you'll have so- your sound card issues resolved by next week? I think. Yes. Okay. Yes. In fact, tonight after this is over, I'm going to just like tackle this immediately and either rule out that these two sound cards just absolutely cannot work for what we need, or get them working. If they don't work, then I will go out uh, either tomorrow or Wednesday, whenever I, I have some time in between my uh, 3K limit event and actually buy another sound card to get it working if it won't work. So we'll, we'll make this work. This is the last week this will happen, I promise. And I apologize to everybody for the late start. And I want to quickly mention, we have a free roll tonight. Unfortunately, it does not start at 7.30, which is right now. Otherwise, it would be too late. So this week, it is at 7.40, as actually it will be every week. I moved it back by 10 minutes, and I think that's a smart move. The tournament is Limit Hold'em in honor of what I'll be playing tomorrow. Limit Hold'em tonight. It's a $77 free roll. Plus, I think there's some added money by the Templar. $5 for knocking him out. I'm and, pretty sure he added and that. And Bubbles as well PM'd me and, before the And show. Bubbles also added $5. Yes. So we actually have an $87 free roll tonight. The highest free roll I think we've ever had on this site. Uh, that's that's a lot of money for a site like this that isn't very large. And, uh, you know, it'll be shipped to you whatever way you like. PayPal, Hero Poker, um, a check in the mail, cash at the World Series, whatever. But it's real cash money. You don't have to worry about waiting for long cash outs or getting the money on some shady poker site or some alternative currency. You know, you're just going to get it in U.S. dollars the way you want it, and that's the way it should be. So $87 is the prize pool, plus we have a $10 contest tonight. Not older or younger than Druff, as we have had for the last few weeks. Tonight is Dan Druff Trivia, and that is trivia about me. Because a lot of you have listened to me for a long time on these radio shows, A lot of you have read thousands of posts I've made, maybe even tens of thousands of posts I've made on the forums. And I've talked some about myself, about the past, about the present. But how much do you remember? How much do you really know about me? So I will be giving Uh, six questions about myself. Do Vowels and I get to play along as well? Yes, yes, of course. Well, I'll be interested to see how much I can remember about you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I believe all the things in... Dandruff trivia have been mentioned before by me at some point, either on the radio or in forum posts. And if you get four of the six correct, these are multiple choice questions with four choices, then you will win $10. And if you if you don't win, then we'll roll it on to next week. So that's our, our contest for tonight. And we will, at some point during the show, tell you to call in. And the first caller that Drexel takes there will be the contestant. And the so number again... Jeff, I, I did the questions become harder as you continue, or are they all pretty much about the same difficulty level? 
No, you know, this isn't the SAT. It's just kind of random assortment of questions. I don't know which one's harder, which one's easier. I can't say they're all the same in easiness, but, um, you know, they are just kind of mixed up there. But they're mostly, they're all about things in the past. They're not trivia about me right now. They're trivia about me ranging from childhood all the way up until I was about 30. Anyway, uh, so make sure to go and register for the free roll. It's on the No Fraud Online Poker Room, which is a link on the top of our site. And you don't need any chips on the site to play. You just register an account there. No buy-in for the tournament, not even play chips for buy-in, just totally free. And you have until 7.40, which is six minutes from now. There's no late registration. Limit hold'em, once again, and... Very important. We already have 50 people registered. Wow. Very important. If you were not registered on this site, and when I say this site, I don't mean the No Fraud Online Poker Room, but the actual site, PokerFraudAlert.com. If you did not have a registered account prior to May 21st, then you're not eligible unless you can PM me or email me at dandruff at pokerfraudalert.com and convince me that you have been following this show or this site or a previous site I was involved with for quite some time. Now, when you I say don't want people you, showing up and using the free roll money. When you say convince you, give an example, because I know in the past some people have used ways to try to get into these free rolls just <laughs> very unsavory. What looks, I mean, can yeah. you recall any particular... That stand yeah, no, out? Just, just come on and tell me what you enjoyed about uh, previous radio programs we've had, what your favorite features are, uh, what some of your favorite moments on the forum were. Just write me an email or a PM and convince me that you've been around and you didn't just show up yesterday to get the free roll money. That's what I want to know. Anyway, um, you know, it's funny. Somebody's asking, has anybody farted at any of Druff's World Series tables yet? That's a good question. I've seen that in the chat from Own Matisau. I feel like we've talked about that before. No, I, I don't know if we have, but I'll tell you about this year. I have not smelled any farts <laughs> at my tables, but I will tell you, and this was a little bit tilting, at the 1500 No Limit event on Saturday, where I thought I had a dream flop of Ace-King-8, two hearts, when I have Ace-Ten of hearts. I thought that's a great flop against one opponent. Apparently not when he had a set of kings. But uh, the one good thing about busting there was that I didn't have to smell the people around me because the smells were very bad around me and it was not gas. It was just body odor. Yeah. And I'm not exactly sure where it came from. It was obviously from one of the people near me. But uh, I was actually leaning back a lot in my chair. And I was doing that for a reason because I, I couldn't stand just like sitting forward and smelling the body odor that was somewhere near me. So, That's disgusting. Yeah, if you're going to play with me, please take a shower beforehand. I, I always take a shower the morning of the event. I don't even do it the night before. The morning of the event, I always take a shower. Because I don't want to do that to people. Anyway, that's that's the answer. Uh, I'd rather someone just farts, because that goes away in a short time. The body odor just persists forever. <laughs> so you would prefer a fart over... Yeah, well, much better, because it's, yeah. it's, it's over quickly. The pain <laughs> ends pretty quickly. Yeah. It depends. Some of them linger. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> that, that's the story there. And uh, a lot of things going on this week. Uh, some World Series related, some not. We have the $50,000 buy-in, what they call the Poker Players Championship, which I think is kind of an insult to the main event. 
because the main event is supposed to be the championship event. Now, I realize the main event is only $10,000, and it's only No Limit Hold'em, and the $50,000 event is an eight-game event, and it gets a much more elite field. has you know, 100 or so people entering who have the money to do so, rather than 7,000 people entering. But still, the main event should be the ultimate championship of the World Series, and it should be named that way. And this one's called the Poker Players Championship, which I, I think should be renamed. I think it should be called the Eight Game Championship. But anyway, that started. And uh, you start with 150,000 chips in that event. It started last night at, uh, at 5 p.m. And uh, every single person, I believe, made the second day because uh, the blinds just aren't high enough, and it's a limit event, so you know it's it's hard to bust 150,000 in that short of a time. But uh, we already have lost some people. I, I think 108 people started. Yeah, there's 90 left at the moment, according to Poker News, which, uh, given their speediness of coverage, probably means there's about 20 left. But anyway, they're reporting 90 left. And uh, the 18 people we've lost so far, Justin Bonomo, Lee Goldman... Stephen Mack, Sean Buchanan, Scott Seaver, George Lynn, Bertrand Gauchebillier, Mike Sexton, Nayo Kiyohara, Carrie Katz, Nick Shulman, and Vladimir Shmeklev. Those are the 18 people who dropped 50K on this thing and are gone. And I'm surprised they even get this many entering. 108 for 50K. Now, I know 50K is no million dollars. But I think the million-dollar event's different because uh, I think most of those people are put in by others, or more specifically by Guy Leatherberte. But I think a lot of these guys who are entering the 50K are putting themselves in, or at least have a large piece of themselves. Now, I think guys like Mike Mattisau are probably being backed, and uh, you know, a number of others in the field that are not known to have money. Uh, right now, leading the field in that event, though it's pretty early on, you know, only with a not even tripled up. Joe Cassidy, the leader right now. And then Dan Shack, who we'll talk about with something else a little bit later in the show. So those are the two uh, ship leaders, closely followed by David Benjamin. And uh, I, I don't know. I would have a real hard time putting down 50K to play any tournament. It just seems like so much money. And one thing to think about, though, is that the people who entered the 1971 and 1972 World Series main events, those people put up more than the 50K players put up yesterday. Because $10,000 in 1971 and 1972 is worth more than $50,000 today. So the main event has actually greatly dropped in entry fee, even though it's uh, st- appeared to stay at 10000 but because of inflation, it has dropped uh, to about less than 20% of what the buy-in used to be. So I, uh, I don't know. I just couldn't put 50K up. Especially, a lot of these people I see entering this 50K event are people who are playing all the smaller pl- preliminary events, you know, the 1500s, the thousands. And a lot of these people have done fairly well so far, and if, you know, maybe are about 30,000, 40,000 up for the series. But you, you don't cash here, and that's all gone. You're suddenly in the red. It's like too much variance. It's, to me, it's like a guy who plays... 510 all the time and suddenly decides to take a shot at 100-200. So, I guess if you have a lot of money and the bankroll to withstand this, go ahead, but uh, 
Now, the uh, free roll has just started, Jeff, and I just had a question. Someone PM'd me that registered after the date, okay, but he did know a little bit about the site, and I, I don't know if this qualifies enough uh, for being a follower of PFA. I'll let you all decide, but this is what uh, he knows about us. I mean, is that, I guess he's been listening, right? <laughs> I, I guess that would be the only problem that, that showed up after uh, May 21st. Oh, oof. Uh-oh. knows about him. I'm afraid we can't uh, can't give him the free roll. And uh, so Bobby, that, that is a good thing to know about. If you're going to take one thing away from this show, that's a good thing to take away. Bobby Orr is just actually messaging me in the chat saying, well, not let him in the free roll. I, th- I think, and Jeff, you can correct me, for those that do not, uh, that have had this problem before or aren't aware you have to actually register before. There's no late registration. Is that correct? And that's not by choice. I wish I could have late registration, but the software does not allow it. And that's why I always tell people, register early. You know, I, I opened up the registration for this thing. Kind of like getting flat. a sound card early. Sorry. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, no late registration and no late sound card registration, oh. apparently. Okay, there. Bobby Orr says he's been trying. He was trying for 20 minutes to get in, and it was not letting him, so... Well, I, I don't know what to say. I, I, unfortunately, you know, the software is not the greatest. It, some people have trouble connecting to the site, and if you can't get through, I'm sorry. Try it. Is this username not recognized? Well, Bobby Orr, you should have uh, you should have created a new account in the meantime, and then dealt with it later. I can fix anyone's password afterwards, or fix their username, or. But uh, yeah, if you have trouble getting, you can just make a new account. And I mean, what's the point of having a site where you can't even log in, Jeff? Well, Doesn't it defeat I, the purpose? Well, we have a lot of people logging in. I just uh, right. he doesn't like Bobby Orr for some reason. <laughs> you know, I will say that uh, before I got here to my new place, I had a lot of trouble getting connected, and it might have had something to do with my internet connection. Huh. You do have to when you open up the No Fraud Online Poker Room. You have to just open up the window and just sit there for like a minute before it opens. Sometimes, so it doesn't just instantly come up. It's not like the rest of the site. So you have to be patient with it. But I, I believe that some people just can't get it working. And if that happens, I would suggest trying a different browser, clearing your cache, uh, rebooting, of course, things like that. It, it's not the best platform for poker, but, hey, it's free. So what can we do? Anyway, um, thank you to everybody who's joined us again and for putting up with the lateness tonight. And uh, anyway, speaking of Dan Shack. And, you know, I'm going to actually send you a link here, Brandon, okay. for you to uh, you to play. Okay. And, again, uh, while he's doing that, anyone that wants to call in this evening uh, for the contest, questions, anything else, our number tonight is 702-475-5467. That's 702-475-5467. And... Yeah. Uh, or, or 702-475-LIMP is another yeah. way to, to think of it. And, uh, yeah, that's our phone number tonight only. And next week we'll go back to a regular phone number. So, anyway, uh, go ahead and play that video I sent to you. We're going to talk a bit about Beth Shack, who's back in the news. And, in fact, uh, her husband, Dan, is the number one search on Yahoo today. It's a big story. Okay, let me... Ten-year-old laptop, so it's going to take a second to open up. That's okay. That's okay. This is a long show, so occasional delays. You can just relax. A lot of people listen to the show to relax at work, while they're playing poker. Some people at the World Series are listening to the show. I actually had someone come up to me in the main event last year 
and tell me they were listening to me as we were playing. Hold Hi, on. I'm Beth Shack, and you're Hello. watching Classic okay. Confessionals on Shoes TV. Big music. Should have been our opening song. Hey guys, we're here with poker pro Beth Shack, who's lucked <laughs> out with the full house of shoes. That <laughs> this is absolutely amazing. I think so. I mean. Every time I come in here, it makes me smile. I'm smiling right now. There's Louboutins lined up everywhere. There's, what, at least a thousand shoes, right? Yes. I have a lot of shoes. <laughs> when did you build this? What was the process like? This this took years. I mean, this is literally years. and um, It's not just this closet. You have two more closets upstairs. Yes, I do. Wow. Okay, so favorite band, Wild Guess. There's a lot of Louboutin in here. I mean, I mean, it's a hundred percent Louboutin. I mean, I went through the Manola Blahnik phase. You know, you know, Carrie Bradshaw, Sex in the City. You know, Blahnik Blahnik. Um, <laughs> you know, when Louboutin started, there. You know, I, I'm not going to say it was the, you know, the sexiness, the allure of, of the Red Soul. I, I just think shoes are amazing. Beautiful. I mean, they're beautiful. I mean, you put them. You put them on your foot, and it, it's beyond an outfit. So, I mean, I think he's literally cornered the designer shoe market. That's music. And that, uh, that was it. So, uh, that was from December 2010. Wow. Those are very expensive shoes. Yeah, Beth Jack talking all about shoes and how it's beautiful. Shoes are beautiful there. I, it's, anyway, that's her obsession is shoes. The most offensive thing about Beth... Well, there's actually a lot of offensive things about Beth Jack, but the most offensive thing to me is that she likes to portray that this super expensive shoe collection she has was from her poker winnings, that she's a professional poker player, not a professional gold digger who divorced a super rich husband. Ooh. Anyway, um, here's that's an article... Yeah, well, here's an article about Beth Jack from The Sun in the United Kingdom, Colonel Fabersham sent this to me. It says, a female poker player is being sued by her ex-husband for her $1 million shoe collection <laughs> and says she will fight him all the way. Shoe lover Beth Jack, 42, which I think may be inaccurate. I think she's a little bit older than 42, but whatever. Uh, was stunned to discover former husband Daniel Shack, 52, a wealthy hedge fund manager, is claiming 35% of her astonishing designer hoard. Now, keep in mind, they already got divorced. Uh, Daniel claims Beth hid the financial value of her 1,200 pairs of shoes from him in their divorce settlement three years ago. But Beth, who is now dating a new partner, 36-year-old policeman Ben Cook, (laughs) said her ex-husband's decision to take her to court amounts to harassment. She said, we're not supposed to talk about the court hearing, so I don't know how the story got out. Well, okay, that's... Anyway, uh, the mom of three intends to fight the claim, which could cost her around $350,000 in shoes, plus thousands more for her collection of designer handbags, which I guess Dan Shack wants too. She insisted, I'm going to vehemently defend myself. I feel this is harassment. In a bizarre court battle, Dan Shack claims that his ex-wife managed to conceal her million-dollar shoe collection from him in a, quote, secret room while they shared a $7.4 million apartment in a wealthy Fifth Avenue, New York. Uh, he insists he only found out about the shoe collection last year two years after their 2009 split 
His lawsuit claims Dan trusted his wife and was not inspecting his home to try to find inventory or secret rooms. <laughs> but Beth responded, I'm shaking my head over this whole thing. He is saying he didn't know the closet in our master bedroom existed. Well, i got to give her that. I don't think there's a secret room where she presses a little remote control and a, and a wall opens up and there's all her shoes. Well, he might not have paid close attention. That, that's most, what I think is more likely. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think is more likely. Now, but however, she's talked about her shoes for many years, even before their divorce in 2009. I have a feeling that Dan Shack was very aware. And of course, he got the bill for these shoes, too. Oh, uh, I, I have a feeling that he was very aware that she had a very extensive shoe collection. Now, I don't know what has, what has set him off to where three years after the divorce, he's suing her. But do you think it has to do with the jealousy of her banging a 36-year-old policeman now? Do you think that's Maybe. what it is? Maybe she made a rude comment like his cock is bigger than yours or something and <laughs> just sent him over the edge. Yeah, I mean, something set the guy off. It's definitely not about money because death... Dan Shack has a whole lot of money. I don't know how much, but the guy's super loaded. So I think the last thing he's going to do three years after the fact is try to sue her for shoes, which, you know, what's he going to do with them? He can't wear them. I guess he can, but I don't think that's the... Uh, yeah. Well, he <laughs> could eBay them, and, and he could get pretty good value for them. They're very, very popular, expensive shoes. Even worn, uh, women would pay quite a bit for those. Really? Absolutely. I didn't. I didn't know they'd have much value used, but maybe yes, they would. They would. Yeah. I, you, I, I think he would be able to make back about fifty percent on yeah. the dollar. So, um, actually, someone is saying in the chat, Bobby Orr. I doubt it's that. Referring to jealousy over her new, her new boyfriend, Jan Shack was with a hot teenage-looking girl at the PCA. So I guess he went to the Poker Stars PCA tournament in January and uh, was with a very, very young girl, and, and she was hot. So. Uh, Bobby Orr saying that, that he's probably not jealous about her having sex with a younger guy because he's having sex with a much younger girl. So anyway, uh, something set him off, obviously. And I do understand why she is surprised about this and why she's kind of pissed. However, I can understand why he's bitter about the whole thing, about her coming away with this much money. Because I can tell you, without knowing him personally, without knowing her personally, who I strongly believe was at fault for their divorce. And that would be her. I can tell you this because of an experience I had with Beth Jack myself. I actually hated Beth Jack before it was cool to hate Beth Jack. Now, you have to go back to 2005, to the same event I'm going to play tomorrow. The $3,000. I, I, I am. Everything I do is a trend. So, you go back to 2005, the... $3,000 limit hold'em event. My second tournament ever. And I entered it. And there was some guy sitting next to me. Because I was You know, somewhat older than me. And looked very rich. And I put mad beat after mad beat on this guy. I think I put four awful beats on this guy. Beats of coolers. And he was beside himself. He was polite about it. But uh, he was actually saying to me, I'm glad it's not no limiter. I would have been busted four times over. But I, I just kept two out again. Set over set. Flush over set, like I was just but they killing were him. Ugly with the Sung it. This was on the first like, there is hour no or two of the turn. He busted pretty early, thanks to me. I think I was one of us. And then when they, I did not know his name, the, but it turned out that was Dan Jack. you don't say good morning, good afternoon. Uh, I guess he went on to check uh, card right. player to see what happened to that event that he busted so early. And lo and behold, the winner of that event was the guy who was putting all the bad beats on him in the first hour. But 
Um, the, in, in fact, in so, truth, I was a working first lady. And during the main event of the he saw me in the hallway. At this point, I was already right, out, but I was there railing some friends who were still I was wearing shoes. But and he saw me in the hallway, and he came up to me, and he said, I knew it was going to be you. I said, what do you mean? He said, I knew you were going to win that. I could just tell the way you were running in that first hour, you were going to win that event. I knew it. I went home. I said, this guy's going to win the whole thing. And I looked, and I was right. So, anyway, I, I didn't know what to say to that. But Beth was standing next to him, very, very drunk with a drink still in her hand. And she said to me, you know, you're lucky, you're, you're lucky you didn't do that to me, or, or I would have kicked you in the face. And I think, what? And she said, ah, yeah, I, I would have kicked you in the face if you did that to me with all those beats. And, you know, I... Is there something in the background? Well, the guys in chat have been complaining that it sounded like somebody was watching a German porn, porno in the background. Brandon, um, are you watching German porn? <laughs> no, I will. You know, the, okay, I, I haven't figured all this out. I will admit that was me. I thought if I muted my microphone and I'm looking for, for uh, sound clips, that it would you not play. But I guess that it doesn't work that way. Apparently, we could hear yes. the porn you were. No, it wasn't porn. <laughs> what it actually was, I'll play it. This is actually, I found a clip of. Uh, oh, here we go. We'll just listen to it. When I was a first lady, I was first lady. I was hardly using only when on special occasions or whatever, or foreign visits. I would wear shoes, but imagine <laughs> <laughs> Marco. Yes. <laughs> It's a good clip. I just wish it wasn't playing over me. I, I did not. Yeah. Just so I know for the future, you guys know, is there a way? Because I'm not used to running the, the uh, radio No, no, station. there's no way you can hear a clip and we can't hear it at the same time. Okay, because I can show. mute, when I mute my, my microphone, you cannot hear me, but since I am running through, there's no way to, to mute no. you. Huh? Okay, so. Gotta love it. Low budget radio. Absolutely. Yeah. And anyway, I, I don't know how much you guys heard of my story, but I'll just pretend you heard everything. <laughs> uh, uh, so, so what, what ended up happening was she was just, uh, she was going off about how she would have kicked me in the face had I put all these beats on her. And Dan Shack was so embarrassed, and he kept saying, honey, honey, please, please be nice. Please don't do this, honey. Honey, be nice. You, you, don't say this to the man. That's not very nice to say. He was, he was teaching her, he was treating her like she was a child, and I understood, because she, she just would not shut up about kicking me in the face just because I put bad beats on her husband. So, so you assume she ruined the marriage because she just had such a, a bad attitude. Well, I felt that she had a very, very bad drinking problem, and I could tell she was just shifting his oh. drunk with him in the Rio, and that oh. uh, she was out of control, and he kept asking her over and over to please stop, and she wouldn't, and uh, he finally had to take, just like say, sorry about this, and walk away with her. I'm like, wow. Wow. And the first thing I thought when I saw the two of them together, I thought, wow, this rich guy married the hot girl who was younger than him, and now he regrets it big time. That's right. the, I, and I thought this was going to be a divorce very soon, mm. and she's going to get a lot of his money. This is what I thought without knowing their names, without knowing anything about them. I had never seen either of them before in my life. That was my impression. And then if you saw Beth Jack any other time in the future, she always had a drink in her hand. Uh, at that final table where she had the aces against Get Crunk, she was drinking crazy. Uh, Beth Shack was drinking all day and all night, from what I could tell. E every day. So this could not have been very pleasant to live with. And if 
the way she treated me in public while she was drunk was any indication. Imagine how she treats him in private. And he's probably thinking, hey, you know, look at all the money I have. Why should I put, put up with this crap? How long were they married for? I, I don't know that. I think maybe eight years or something, or ten years. I, I don't know. She, she isn't young anymore. She's younger than him. Well, as you heard, it's 42. And she's at least that. She may even be 43 or 44. Uh, but, well, once uh, a woman turns 42, she never ages after that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Weren't so, there some rumors a couple of years ago that she was banging Kid Rock? Uh, she liked Kid Rock, and she she had various celebrity obsessions, some of which uh, wouldn't be banging her like Lance Bass, but uh, <laughs> uh, there were various celebrity obsessions she had, and I think Kid Rock was one of them. So I, I don't know if she actually did bang him, but, um, you know, and Bukowski's saying I'm being a little slanderous here. Well, I'm just telling you what I observed. I, I can't say for sure she drinks all day and all night, but every time I've seen her, she's drinking. And but, you know, you don't know what was going on in the background or, you know, in their marriage behind closed doors that might have been driving her to drink. This is all just, you know, conjecture on our yeah, part. Yeah, it, no it is possible. It is, right, you're right. It is possible that Dan Shack was a horrible husband and that... Uh, it the doesn't way he appear treat- so. He seems like yeah. a nice guy, but... Yeah, the way he treated her drove her to alcoholism. I guess that's possible. I guess we don't know for sure. But if I had to guess, the smart money I would put on Beth Shack ruined the marriage with her drinking. And I think... You know, think about if you're a really rich guy, you marry the younger pretty girl, and not only does she spend your money like crazy, a million plus dollars on shoes and God knows what else, but she leaves with a very large sum of money that you made that she had nothing to do with making, and that she didn't even make your life pleasant when you were with her. That all she was, you know, that she was drunk. That she ruined the marriage. That's something I've always hated. Sounds like that. Sounds like that one-legged chick that married uh, Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does kind of. <laughs> That's something that always bothers me. What was her name again? Eileen? What was her name? Eileen. Oh, you're terrible. Okay. okay. <laughs> There's something that, that I hate, and that is when a marriage ends, and it's clearly the fault of the person who didn't make the money, and then they get away with a lot of the person's money who was the good spouse. Because a lot of states have no fault, no fault divorce, which I can kind of understand, but at the same time, it can be very unfair. Where you know, in a no fault divorce state, you could be married to someone for ten years, make, you could make a lot of money in those ten years, your partner could be making none, and then they cheat on you with ten different guys, and you still have to give them half of what you made during those ten years. Doesn't matter; it was completely their fault that the marriage fell apart. So, yeah, I can understand why Dan Shack probably has a lot of resentment about that. I'm sure Dan Shack especially believes it was her fault, even if it wasn't. But uh, especially if he really has good reason to believe it. And then, so something just set him off now three years later. Maybe he woke up on the wrong side of the bed. Maybe something happened. Maybe they had some arguments. I mean, I know they, they have kids together, so they must have been together for some time. Mm. And uh, some fucked up kids probably, huh? Oh, it's just sad for the kids in these stories. That's the worst part of it. Well, but you know, I'm looking at some of these uh, shoes that she collects, and just an average pair of pumps is $600. They go all the way up into the thousands. And literally, um, she said she had a thousand. That means what? She had 500 pairs? Wow. Yeah, something like that. 500 pairs. I just, I. This is hard for me to fathom. And this was all his money. Well, listen, guys, we have uh, to make a call right now. It's okay. That's kind of uh, 
pressed for time. So I'm going to go ahead and call. This is a special guest. Okay. Oh, yes. We, we have someone this uh, announced on our show the first time, but someone who's been heard before on other shows we've done together. We're not oh, exciting. This is someone I honestly thought probably wouldn't be on our show ever, but uh, you never know who reappears, who resurfaces. You have a little theme song waiting. I can't wait for that. We are on the line with a former uh, guest who was known on a former podcast for the Monaca Minute, but has now been transformed and now what is going to be known as the Monaca Moment. Monaca, welcome back to Internet Radio. How are you, my little friend? I'm great. How are you? Wow. Oh, my goodness. That voice is so deep. Yes. Sounds like he's, he's definitely not 10 years old anymore. That's deep. <laughs> well, you, you know. He was 10 years old and he had like a really high voice before. Wow. Well, welcome to the show. Monocum, I want you to meet, you know, uh, Druff from the uh, other shows we have been on. I don't think you've ever met Vowels, who is our uh, female third host of uh, our show. Monocum, Vowels, Vowels, Monocum. So, yeah, for those of you that do not that are not familiar with Menachem, he is now 12 years old. He was 10 when we started with him two years ago on a previous show. And uh, he is a sports betting prodigy. He, uh, he knows a whole lot about sports, and he's been making picks over the years on various sporting events, even though he's still nine years away from being able to legally gamble on them. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've, ha- we've had him before on other shows. Where he all talks because, about all because, all because I can't play sports doesn't mean I can't give advice. Yeah, right, right. Uh, you, he's uh, he's patiently waiting out those nine years, and in the meantime, giving advice to the rest of you who are old enough to actually do so. Jeff, for those who don't know, how did you find this young man? Uh, I didn't find him. He was actually found by, uh, uh, I, I guess, by Brandon and the other uh, co-host. You know, I, I have met Menachem before. Okay. And, uh, you know, we, we and, know his mother. And Monaco was a part of another podcast that we were on and decided that it would be best uh, for his radio career in the future to come to this one. So here he is. Yeah, he actually approached us and said he wanted to come on this show. We were very surprised, but we're happy to hear from him. So, Monaco, what's been going on with you lately since we last talked to you? My life's been pretty good. I'm getting ready for summer. A whole lot of everything. I'm wasting my time with Dad's school. Now, uh, how old are you now? Are you 12 or are you 11 turning 12? I forget your age. 12. 12. Oh, wow. It was in March. Wow, that oh, voice exactly. is really deep. Thanks. Now, I mean, Monocum, I'm going to be honest. You know, we talked the other day, and I'm not really going to get into this too much, but we talked the other day via text, and I was a little surprised that some of the outlandish uh, things that, that we said, to, that, that you said to me, I guess, but I guess, you know, you're... you're, you're you're gonna be a man. You're you're Jewish, and a year you're gonna be thirteen. You started you started the conversation, not me. Well, I mean, I, for the record. Okay. Well, anyhow, what? Uh, tell us first off. We're gonna get back to uh, sports real fast. What uh, in terms of baseball, since that's really what's going on now? How do you see the season panning out? Uh, if there, are there any dark horses in futures? You know, people sometimes like to bet. Like an underdog, kind of late in the season, thinking they might make a charge and get them at like thirty-five or forty-five to one. 
I know last year it was, you might know about this, it was pretty famous. A guy dropped, oh, I can't remember the exact amount. I think it was maybe $10,000. Oh, th- I think it was 1000 Okay, on the St. Louis Cardinals, when they were, was it 50 to 1? I mean, it was just ridiculous, and they went on that major tear. No, I, think, I think they were like 500 to 1. They were, oh, is that uh, what it was? It was okay. It, it was, uh, they yeah, were. Yeah, yeah, were yeah, yeah, yeah. It was 1000 They were 500 to 1. It was the right one off the 10 game straight. It was, oh, my God, Albert Pujols is going to be traded. All the bad things happen. And then right then he placed a bet. And it's like, it could have been 200 to 1 or something crazy. Yeah, it was late August when they were ten and a half games back of the Braves, and and way back in the wild card, it just looked like the chance of them making the playoff was so tiny that uh, they they actually made them like uh, five hundred to one, and uh, and they won. I mean, some knock them. Any teams right now? Any dark horses that you that you think maybe uh, will be coming on strong after the All Star break that people may want to throw a couple bucks down on? I have two things. Number one, if anybody's going to bet on the Mets. For this new knuckleball pitcher, R.A. Dickey, do not, and I mean, do not waste your money. He'll be good for a year. He'll be next year. He'll go regular old, fifteen and five, thirteen and three, regular, regular old, everyday ace pitcher. Okay, so no one bet on the Mets. Do not waste your cash. Okay, that's number one. Now number two is right now going into All Star break. The Dodgers are kind of on a slump, but after All Star break, they're going to have their 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 lineup back. So. Before the All Star break, before the All Star break, when they're like mid slump, I bet on them there, and you'd probably and I and I, and I truly think that they they have a, they have a great chance to make the World Series win it. Okay, and also moving along, just coming up, obviously everyone's very very excited. It probably is the most exciting time of year in Vegas, uh, the beginning and midway, and then obviously the Super Bowl. Well. NFL training camps are opening very soon. Preseason's only June, July, less than two months away. What? Uh, how do you see the season shaping up? Any dark horses again that people might want to bet on early? What? Uh, who do you predict? Go. Talk yeah, to us about Cowboys. Bitches. Cow- That's where you're gonna go. I'm just say say that again. Cowboys. What? I said Dallas Cowboys. Bitches. Monaco. Such the acid tongue. Wow. So, so you're saying you think the Cowboys are gonna win uh, the Super Bowl this year? That's your bet. Yes, yes, and I'm going to be placing money. Not okay. me personally, but oh, uh, so you're actually going to give someone to place money for you. You're actually yeah. going to make a, a sports bet as a 12 year old. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. How much are you uh, going to be betting on this? Depends. Depends on the odds. Technically, if if there if there hopefully I want to come in at 50 to one. I'll probably throw 50, 50, 50 to 100 bucks on them. Now, you're gonna, are you going to get maybe an advance on your bar mitzvah bankroll to fund this? Or, I mean, how, how are you going to get the kind well, of cash? I have money. I, I, I get money towards different ways, which should not be announced publicly. Wow. Monachum. This, is, this really is a different Monachum draft. What yeah, is he into? I mean, remember the original little boy that was just kind of just innocent? This is what happens in Las Vegas. They grow up very fast. Now, Monaco, I have to ask you, you're at that awkward stage in life. Is, is there a special lady, a girlfriend, or, you know, you, are you into that yet? Of course. <laughs> who, do you, who do you think I am? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, not, not trying to say anything. I've gotten drunk four times. Well, oh, my uncle's goodness. wedding. Another time when I was there. <laughs> I, I'm getting a little bit worried about what we're going to find with Nakam in like four years. <laughs> wow. If you want to see drunk kids, you're invited to my bar mitzvah. 
You know, I, I kind of want to go, but so uh, fun, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm a little afraid he's going to become like the Drew Barrymore of the show. <laughs> well, let's just hope his alcohol intake doesn't get in the way of his betting. What? What? Yeah. I mean, what have you been drinking? What? What? Are you drinking beer? Are you just? Did you just skip right to the hard stuff? What do you? What do you? Uh, what kind of sauce are you on? Everything. Everything. It's a great story. At my uncle's wedding, so whatever I went there, and every time somebody got up off their chair. So I go down and I would take their drink. So I don't even know what I drank. What, what about Manischewitz wine? Did you overdose on that? Overdose on that? If I see that, I'll pick it up and throw it on the floor and say, you have no right to call this alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're glad uh, to see you. Good. Anything else going on? Did you ever get uh, in touch with Mark Cuban? I know back in the day there was some talk. You wanted to forward your radio transcripts and... Uh, so on from our former show to Mark Cuban. How did how did that end up going? I I emailed him and I emailed him and I got an answer back from like his assistant. And what, what did his Whatever. assistant say? He was like I emailed him on my show and he was like, Oh my god, that's so cool. He's kind of busy right now because it was it was one it was one of the Mavericks were um were like taking it to when they were going up in the division. So he's like, so he's oh when they're done or whatever when, when they're when they win the championship. Well, well, email you back. That's when they lost. That's when they got swept by the thunder. But it's all okay. Now, Malak, I have to ask you. Uh, you sent me some texts, and you realized I was very bewildered by them, and I, I guess I started laughing. <laughs> um, is your mother listening to radio right now? Uh, I, I, no, she's actually playing World Series. Oh, is she? I was going to mention that. She, she, she just doubled up. You know, attorney. Nice. So, I mean, would you care if I just read some of the uh, some brief? Comments that were sent that we exchanged uh, via text the other day, or would you like me to keep them private? Go, 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 go ahead. Okay, I mean, and this really just caught me off guard because again, you know, when I last saw Monokum, he was, you know, actually it's been a while. We're, we're going to actually go out. To, I mean, can I even take you out for ice cream anymore these days? Or I mean, are you just going to want to go to a bar and have some cigarettes and do shots? I mean, are you past the ice cream fan? Uh, no, 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 no. The one thing I can't do, unfortunately, is smoke. Because my asthma. No, I can, unfortunately, I, can, I wouldn't say it's unfortunate. I think I think it's fortunate. Probably good. I can I can I can I can shoot stuff though. Gotta gotta need that. Okay. Well, I t- I text uh, Menachem texted me the other day to say hello, and uh, I texted him back and I told him to say hello to his mother, and Menachem texted me and said, "Would you like to go get some ice cream?" And I said, "I can't tonight." But I'm. But I would like to very soon. Okay, what day of the week are you free? And Menachem responded, "I will let you know. Most days, getting my dick sucked and hand jobs." And I said, "Huh? What? You're 12 years old. Is this Menachem?" And Menachem responded with my deep voice, "I sound like I'm 15, and I'm now a player." Okay, and now of course, again, I did not believe this was a 12 year old. So I called him and to verified it really was Menachem. And uh, you know, it, it, well, I guess that kind of gives you guys the idea that this is not Armanakam and he just responds again that he has officially hit puberty and he's sorry for acting like a douchebag um, but I, I, yeah just it, I was very shocked to say the least Ruff our, our little kid has grown up and uh, <laughs> but, uh, let, me t- let me tell you this here uh, I will say always the, the current adult generation is always shocked by the younger generation and what they're doing and I, I have to admit that's kind of how I'm feeling right now but uh, look, uh, Menachem, uh, you don't have to rush everything in life. You know, give give things time here to uh, 
you know, I, I know that uh, right now you want to do everything, but uh, my advice to you would be don't jump I just need to make one comment. I need to make one comment. I'm sorry? Menachem, you have one comment? Go ahead. make one comment. The one thing I did not do successfully yet was get a girl pregnant. I, I did not do that. <laughs> Okay, now, he's, now he's just trying to shock us here. <laughs> I don't know, Jeff. I, I'll forward you some of these texts. I think he's just trying to shock us the whole time. Well, you know, what I like to do is, since we do now, once again, have four Jews on the line, we, we always do this. Malakam, how about a little... Menachem, you're... Pretty much, I think, the Jewiest of the Jews on here. What exactly does this song mean? Do you know? Because I really don't. I have no clue. It means at a bar for at a wedding, everybody, everybody get drunk and then now dance. Okay, but like the words Hava Nagila, what is it? Does it translate to English uh, some kind of meaning? I have Hava is celebrate happy, like it's a happy celebration. Oh, okay. Right on, right on. Happy Hava. Well, listen, Menachem, we thank you for calling our, our users and listeners in the chat. Uh, they are very impressed with the uh, new and grown-up grown Menachem. Well, let's not encourage him too much here. Well, He's going to go and get okay. drunk and... That's uh, yeah, that's Get true. addicted to God knows what here. So I mean, can I? Can we still like go out for ice cream or something? Like, are you still is that fine? Go back yeah. to the ice cream. I, I feel good about the ice cream. What do you think? Maybe like uh, Red Rock will get Ben and Jerry's or something this week, buddy? Yeah. Okay. Um, I actually, I actually have no plans tonight. Surprise, surprise. Wow. I mean, you've really been hitting the town, huh? Well, Menachem, we are glad that you are now on the what is known as the Druff Drexel and Vowel Show. And uh, we will have you on, obviously, in the future. And, and of course, when uh, the NFL season gets closer, and uh, I don't know, you're. Uh By the way, Brandon, when you go and uh, take him for ice cream, yeah. please don't call yourself the Tickle Monster. <laughs> <laughs> Menachem, what did you? Uh, I mean, we, the only reason why I'm bringing this up is because Menachem mentioned this to me. Okay, I did not bring this up, and I'm not. I don't. If anyone thinks I'm crossing the line here, I, I just understand. The kid actually texted me. Menachem, did you follow pretty closely the whole uh, Jerry Sandusky trial? I know you yes, sent me a text. Actually, you sent me a text about it. What uh, What did you I, think? I was I was paying attention to the thousand forty five or forty eight counts of whatever he did. That man is a sick, sick child molester. He's gonna he's going to prison and more. And and I you know how they're gonna put him in solitary confinement so so he won't get killed. I think I think they should put him in a prison with it guy who's there for five years mm-hmm. and tell him if he kills him he's going there for life and then have the guy continue to rape him to see how it felt that, that's yeah. what I think but they can put him in top they can find it yeah. well listen Menachem thank you again for uh, being on the show we will have you on again in the future and uh, we'll get together sometime this week and uh, we'll stick to the innocent stuff ice cream video games okay okay alright and do you have any shout outs you want to give Anything you're promoting these days? Any girls? Anyone listening? You know, anything that you want to pimp out? Nothing? No. Nothing? Okay. All right. And and what event, uh, don't say her name, obviously, but what event is your mom playing in the World Series right now? Uh, I actually don't know. I just know she's playing. Well, she was playing the the, the three day tournament, and now I think she's playing a two a two, a two, a two day tournament. Hmm. Okay. I think I think, I think it's a two day tournament. Awesome. Maybe she's playing some satellites or something. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, listen. Thanks for calling in and being a part of it. And this has been the Menachem moment. We appreciate nice it. I have met you. 
<laughs> Stay away from the girls in the booth. All right, we'll yeah, talk. Nice. I'll talk to you soon, buddy. <laughs> All right, and that is that. Uh, hey, yeah, I just should mention that everybody's favorite uh, board poster, Jay Searles, 22, is complaining that we have a lot of background noise. Okay. I'm uh, not hearing it on my yeah, end. I'm not hearing um, it either. Um, can anybody else in the chat verify that you are hearing background noise? Uh, Real Chaser says fuck him, so apparently maybe yeah, it's just Jay Searles. Okay. And when I was 12 years old, I don't think I was like that. Like no, he's I don't kind think of, I was either. He's really no. trying. I mean, you know, again, for those that, that haven't listened over the years, you know, we had him on when he was 10 years old, and you know, he went on a, a, a semi-heater for quite a while picking games, but he was really this innocent, just kind of freckle-faced kid, and... It's only been two years later, and he, I mean, just the voice is just everything. And again, I didn't encourage him. You know, I didn't even contact him. We stayed in touch because you know we are friends, and I've taken him out uh, many times. He lives not too far from me in Vegas. I know his mom, and we've gone to the arcade and uh, for ice is cream. Is this the Las Vegas influence or the the poker world? What's going on? I, you know, I really don't know. Um, I mean, his mom has a has a his mom is not a professional poker player. Uh, she has a steady job, but she has had some success, I think, I think it was either last year or the year before, she won uh, two Venetian tournaments, deep stacks back-to-back for like 70K, um, which was amazing, but uh, I don't know, I really don't know what, you know, what, maybe it's just uh, the uh, days and, and, or just different than we when we were kids in terms of kids growing up and what they experienced, maybe it is Vegas, I have no idea, I don't know. You know what, maybe we can blame MTV. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, he he really has changed a lot, and I think maybe I was fortunate in that uh, my voice didn't change till I was very late, until very late, and I was 16 when my voice changed. So I think maybe I was fortunate by having the high-pitched voice for a long time in that it probably kept me more innocent. I didn't have to say, hey, look, I'm 12 years old, now I, I can sound 15 and get all the bitches. You know, I, I didn't have that. So I, I stayed a kid for longer. Do so you think it was the voice that kept the bitches away? <laughs> I'm just giving you a hard time. But, like, literally, like, you know, I hadn't talked to him in a while. And he texted me. And, like I said, I was at the Red Rock. And he asked what I was doing. I said I was with my girlfriend. He literally just texted me back, hand jobs or blow jobs. And I, I just, I mean, I blushed. Like, I literally, it was, I mean, it was disturbing. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't. But, I mean, do you know what I mean, Drop? It just, it was very yeah, awkward. Yeah, Very, very no, awkward. I, I, w- I would have said back, I, I can't talk about this with you. Mm. And which reminds me, it's actually funny. I think I'm doing too much radio or the internet is just warping my brain because I was at the Red Rock. I went and I saw uh, Death Leopard and Poison. And I guess you guys are all, we were all in the same age roughly. So you guys obviously remember, I don't know, especially Druff, was, was that a little bit too heavy in terms of music for you back in the day or did you like no, either? I that stuff back then. Okay. Mm-hmm. What, what about you, Bowles? Oh, absolutely. I love the hair band. So, anyhow, yeah. So, they were here in Vegas uh, two nights ago, Saturday night at Red Rock, which is in Summerlin, uh, not on the strip, but a beautiful, beautiful uh, casino. And after the show, um, I had a couple drinks, but I, I was sober. We were walking just around the casino, and um, this girl that I've been dating just started kissing me, you know, openly in front of everyone. And I looked at her, and I said to her, I said, wow, you're not embarrassed to show any PFA at all. And she looked at me and she said, PFA. And then, you know, obviously I, I meant to say uh, PDA public, you know, this place is affectionate, but I said PFA. And then I said it again. 
and I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, you know, it's just <laughs> internet on the fucking brain. And she didn't, she had no idea, and I, you know, I thought about, should I explain what PFA is? And I just, obviously, I didn't, but uh thought about that, and it was pretty funny. I wanted to just kind of recite that on radio. This is the second time that something has happened related to me when you're messing around with your girlfriend. The first time you're hearing my voice in the background. It's possible that he secretly has a homoerotic fantasy about you. Yeah, now, now second he says uh, PFA instead of PDA. So it seems like whenever he's messing around with his girl, somehow I'm on his mind in some way. <laughs> or maybe it's public fucking effect. And I will say Druff was the first poker friend, or just friend in the poker, uh, place poker, to get to actually meet uh, my lady. That is true. Yes, yes. So, uh, anyhow, that, uh, it was a good show. I had a great, uh, nice weekend at uh, Red Rock. And uh, apparently, like I said, Menachem now is just no longer a boy. He's, he really is becoming a man. So, <laughs> or at least he thinks he is. Yes. I'm really afraid he's going to end up like the Corey Feldman of uh, <laughs> Fraudler here. Uh, and we'll, we'll be able to walk him through all these wonderful changes. Well, getting back to uh, things on our agenda, Druff, uh, Iceman, once again, is in the news. And uh, I did talk with them briefly before the show, but before I get into that, uh, why don't you, Druff, give us a little background for those that haven't been following what's been going on recently with them. Well, the Iceman has been kicked out of the Rio. He has been 86 from there. He cannot come into the Rio. He cannot play the World Series of Poker. He's gone. And this is not temporary. It's permanent. So you, you will not see the Iceman in any World Series events unless somehow he gets this overturned, which probably is not likely. Uh, he also, before getting kicked out, had another kind of embarrassing incident. He has a scooter he rides around on. I'm not exactly sure why. <laughs> but he, he rides around with a scooter. I'm sure you guys have seen pictures and video of it. He's and not handicapped in any way, right? Well, that's, that's the weird thing. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he is, but uh, he rides the scooter. And so something he'd done in past years was uh, he would, like, host games where he'd he would try to get people into games that he'd start. And I don't know if the card rooms were paying him for this or what, but uh, so he tried to do this again at the Rio this year, this time 2040 Limit Hold'em. So he announced and had them announce at the Rio in the cash section, come play with the Iceman, 2040 Limit Hold'em. We're starting a new game hosted by Teddy the Iceman Monroe, 2040 Limit Hold'em. So some people are interested. They come over, they bring their chips. Iceman is not yet sitting at the table. He's on his scooter somewhere else. And once he sees a few people are at the table, he's ready to play. So he motors the scooter over to the table and keeps driving and keeps driving. I don't know if you've ever been rear-ended before on the road, but have you ever looked in your rear-view mirror and there's someone coming up behind you and you know they're not going to stop in time? Oh, yeah. And then they bang at you. That was the way the poker players felt as they watched him come at full speed towards the table, <laughs> not slow down, and slam into it and knock the table over. Was he very intoxicated? Yeah, I don't know why this happened, but uh, maybe it was uh, drunk driving of the scooter. But uh, oh, he, he banged it to the table really hard. It went down. The It actually went down into some guy's lap. <laughs> he, he was kind of still holding it up. Uh, everybody's chips dumped all over the ground. It was a big mess. <laughs> and Iceman was just kind of sitting there like he didn't have much to say about it. This was reported on Duplass 2. And... That was not why he got kicked out, but uh, the allegation against him, and this was made on 2 plus 2, and the Iceman has verified that uh, this is the reason he got kicked out. Yes, he actually told me that 
I would never make up a rumor or, or confirm or deny it, but he told me, again, this is what he said they accused him of, but uh, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, so there's an accusation against him that he sexually assaulted, and that doesn't mean rape, you know, that some people get that confused that sexual assault means rape. It can mean anything. It can mean, you know, you, you reach over and pat a girl on her ass, uh, you know, which he doesn't want you to. But anyway, there was some girl that he interacted with there at the Rio that uh, did not want him touching her or interacting with her in that way. At first I heard it was just him hassling her and making inappropriate comments. Now I'm hearing something about sexual assault accusations, but whatever it is, that was the reason. That's the accusation against him. I don't know if it's true or false, but that's the accusation against him. And also the rumor I hear is that the girl in question is a girl who kind of hangs out in the poker room. Some some blonde girl, some, some like hot-looking blonde girl who who dresses kind of scantily and has her breasts hanging out. You know, you know, one of those types on the rail. So I don't know why Iceman focused on her, other than the obvious reasons why he focused on her rather than one of the other oh. many pretty girls that's uh, dressed. Uh, showing a lot of skin, but apparently uh, the accusation is that he did and that uh, something occurred between them and that uh, a big problem ensued and that he was kicked out. Now, I haven't heard any of this, but you think this could have been possibly a disgruntled former ice girl? Hmm, that's an interesting angle. <laughs> um, it, it could either be her or maybe it's even Beth Shack. Maybe he went to go, like, touch one of her beautiful shoes. Now, Vowels, are, are you familiar Are you familiar with the Iceman, Vowels? Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm a big fan, although I was just about to ask if you could please give me a little bit more background on the Ice Girls. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Ice Girls, this, the Iceman has all these little projects he tries to get started. That he yeah. always acts like they're going to be a, a huge thing that's going to blow up and take the world by storm. So one of the many ideas he came up with was the Ice Girls, which was supposedly going to be uh, kind of an entourage of pretty young girls that would wear this ice clothing that he came out with, and uh, would would you know they would get hired to make appearances, and that that was his big idea. There would be this this famous group that he would make famous of, of pretty young girls wearing his ice clothing, and that everyone would want to hire them. He'd kind of be their manager and. Uh, uh, this, like many of his other things, never really took off. I, I think he did hire some ice girls for short periods of time, and some of them did some kind of awkward videos about uh, his clothing, but uh, that was about it. He's had a lot of failed projects over the years, huh? I mean, would you say? Well, yeah, there was Ice, IcemanNightlife.com that uh, is now gone. There, uh, there was IcemanPokerProductions.com. A lot of uh, fail websites. I mean, some may say he's the black version of. Oh, never mind. Anyhow, um, moving along. Also, I, uh, I have not met him yet, but I'm supposed to tomorrow, and I'm rather interested in how this is going to turn out. Slim T from PFA is in Vegas right now at the That's Rio, right. and we are actually going to check in with him. Uh, I don't know. I guess I, guess I was wondering if. You guys wanted to call him now. I have his phone number, and we we're going to get yeah, a word. Sure, in fact, he's going to play tomorrow, supposedly, yes, he event is. number 47, and I want to meet him. In fact, hopefully, provided he's still in the event, which he probably will be since it's uh, a limit event, and it, uh, I think it's a limit event, and it, 
it'll only be 5 p.m. I'm starting the 3,000 limit hold'em tomorrow at 5 p.m., and he will have been playing for five hours by that point. And uh, I'd love to meet him there, you know, right before I start so my term, and I could just walk into the room he's playing and meet the legendary Slim T. Let's give Slim T a call. Yeah, event number 47 is the one he's playing. Let me ask both of you a question. Uh, given that you have plans to meet Slim T, will you reveal to our listening audience if Slim T is truly uh, the character that he portrays or if he is someone else? Or will you keep that a secret? Um, you know... Uh, you go first, Jeff. I, I, I think we're going to have to... Uh, give a correct and accurate account of yes. whatever occurs when we meet okay, him. Okay, so we will know the truth. Yeah, now of course he could keep up the act when we meet him, so then that'll make it a little bit harder. Well, you know, I've talked be, to him several times. Like a award-winning performance if he was able to do it in person I've, as well. I've right? talked to him several times since he's been in Vegas, and he, the act hasn't dropped at all, so I, I don't yes. know. Okay. He's playing uh, event number 47, 1500 PLO 8 is what he's playing. Is this Slim T? Hi, man. Hey, Slim T. This is Drexel. You're alive right now on the Druff Drexel and Vowel Show. How you doing, buddy? Hey, man. I'm doing all right. I'm sitting here watching the RT News. It's about the smartest people I've done ever seen on TV. I learned more in about an hour than I done learned all last year. And uh, you're in Vegas now. And I spoke with you before radio. You went up to that uh, voodoo uh, lounge steakhouse place at the Rio. Is that correct? Oh, yeah, man. But uh, I, d I done had to leave about a minute later. You know, it ain't worked out for me. <laughs> Why did it not work out for you? I know, man. I, I don't think I was right for out here because uh, I, I done made the waiter real mad, and I wasn't even trying to be mad. I was trying to be nice. Well, what did you do? Most people don't. Most people don't come forward and say they're not right for a steakhouse. So, what <laughs> occurred between you and the waiter? Right, right, not right for not right for a steakhouse. Right, man, I ain't know even how to tell you what all I done run into since I was here. But I mean, you know, like it's been all kind of weird things. I mean, but uh, I ain't know. okay. I start the beginning drift and done. You know, I kind of need your. Uh, I kind of need your consumer advocate man to kind of view in on this one, because I ain't... All right. Go, go ahead and let me know what happened. I done called on my hotel phone. They got a button that says, you know, reservation. So I hit that button. Only it done hooked me up with a man that ain't here at the Rio. He done been somewhere else. And hmm. so he was talking to me, and he was like, where's going to eat? And, I was, and so I was like, well, I want to go to this voodoo. Because I done seen a girl out there on the sign, and she looked hot. So he said, well, you know, I can I can get you over there, but I need to know what kind of car you have. Well, you know, I ain't never had no car, be car before in my life. I just done got this car. I ain't really know why he need to know about my car for me to buy steak. But I done told him, you know, shut, got my wallet out and done told him what kind of card I had. Well, man, I'm going to hook you up. Wait, so this like, thing, are you yeah. saying they would not serve you because you would not give them your card at, at the Voodoo Lounge? Is that what no, you're saying? No, no, I'm telling you, man. I'm on the phone with a guy who I didn't even know how he'd be connected. But he basically told me, he's like, you know, hold on, I'm going to take care of this for you. Mm -hmm. And so then he puts it on hold. 
And about a second later, I'm on the phone with a girl for the Buddhist thing, but he ain't take care of nothing. Okay. So then I explain all the stuff to her, and she's like, well, what kind of cards you got? This and sounds I'm like, like a... Uh, man, I ain't no shit about this card. You know, here you go. And she's like, well, I'll tell you what. What time do you want to come up here? And I'm like, well, how about 7 o'clock, you know, because it's about 5.48. This sounds like a job and for uh, for uh, Alvin Finkelstein, I think. Yes, thank right, you. Well, for it's going to get weirder, weirder and weirder. Please take the name of the bus. Voodoo Lounge. <laughs> Let's see if this works. Please speak the... Yep. Really? Really? This call may be monitored for quality assurance. Please have your credit card available for what? faster service. I don't want my credit card. Hey, that's what they done told me. Okay, well, we're going to get to the bottom of this. So. What, what are you calling here? Uh, Thank you for calling Entertainment Restaurant Reservations. My name is Fernando. May I have your name, please? Please hold yeah. for Alvin Finkelstein. Oh, yes. Hel hello. Sorry? Yeah, hello. This is Alvin Finkelstein. Um, I'm calling on behalf of my client. Uh, he, he goes by the moniker Slim T. Um, uh, he had a rather bad experience with this, uh, with this reservation system. Uh, is this the reservations uh, department for the Voodoo Lounge at the Rio? Yes, it is. You're calling Central Reservations. Yes, yes you are. All right. Now, now, how does this work? Uh, well, I'm trying to understand how this works. Uh, a person presses uh, reservations from their hotel room, and they and they get this this phone number. They get connected here. Yes, you do. All right. Now, it said in the recording that you have to give your credit card prior to uh, making a reservation. I've never heard of that before. That you have to lay down a credit card for a reservation. How, how exactly does that work? Depending on the restaurant, Mr. Alvin, um, the credit card is required. For example, for the Voodoo Steakhouse, the credit card is not required. Now, another option, a total rewards card, which is a total rewards program, that's also another option, another benefit you get. Is you don't need to release a credit card to hold the table at some of our restaurants that we ask you for a credit card for. And uh, is, is this a, uh, a refundable deposit? Is that what you have to give here? It's not a refundable deposit. Some restaurants have cancellation policies, but for the Voodoo Steakhouse, they don't. And they also have cancellation fees in case if our guests do not show up. I see. So, so let's, say, let's say I wanted to make a reservation right now for the Voodoo Steakhouse. Um, would I have to give a credit card? No, you would not. And, not and to would, that I restaurant. To, would I have to give a total rewards card? If you're a total rewards member, we always ask for one. The reason why is because you receive reward credit, so it benefits you. I see, but but if I didn't have one, I could still make a reservation without any kind of a card. Yes, you can. I see. Now, my client on the phone here, uh, the, the gentleman who goes by the moniker of Slim T, um, weren't you told that you need to provide a card? Well, you know the way the, the guy done it. The way the guy done explained it to me, Fernando, was he said that the card they done got several different kinds. They got you gold and you platinum and you diamond and you super diamond. And so then, you know, they go on and find out who you is to give you a different price on your steak based on who you is. See, but you ain't going to really understand why I'm so upset about this at the moment until the end of the conversation. And right now, we're just about a third of the way through. All right. Um, you know what? Um, we'll call back shortly. Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Is there anything else I can help you out today? 
Um, no, I'll, I'll let you know uh, uh, once I find out the uh, the gravity of the situation and uh, and 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 uh, why he's uh, disturbed about what occurred here. We will uh, return the phone call. Thank you. Are you uh, you're welcome. I'm, so, I'm sorry to cut you off. Are you are you calling me from the management offices in Caesars? Are you manager supervisor there? Yes. Because I can I can pass on this information to one of my supervisors if I can have your contact number and we can always get back with you if there's well, a, it's a big case like this. Well, well, we what we will do here is we will call back. Uh, so we haven't done found out what's been occurring with with Mr. Slim T. Uh, we thought we had the story, but apparently uh, there's more to it than he's told us. So uh, unfortunately, we're ill prepared to proceed with this phone call. But we will be making a call back rather shortly. And if you're the one who picked up the phone call, you uh, are welcome to transfer us where you feel is best. Perfect. All right, thank you. Okay, he's gone. Now, okay, so, so, so what's the rest of the story here? All right. You know, so, so basically, guy, you know, done told me that about the price of the steak. So then this doesn't go down. I got in the shower, and then I got dressed in my nice jeans, and I done put on the only collared shirt I had, and I done, uh, I done got on my good clothes that ain't, you know, they ain't too old. And I go down about five minutes till uh, the reservation. Now, I don't get in the elevator that said it doesn't go to 51 floors, only you couldn't press none of them buttons. I ain't <laughs> never knowed what happened, but then none of the buttons worked. So then I had to take the left out of that elevator, and I done walked about 100 yards, and I seen a guy in a red shirt. And I said, hey, man, you know, can you help me? Only he was about two feet tall, and I believe he's green. And he ain't knowed what I was saying the same way I ain't knowed what he was saying. So he told me something, and we looked at it something like we was both wild animals, and then I kept walking. Then I done run into a guy that's about seven feet tall, 400 pounds. He's in the suit, and I said, hey, man, I need you to find out how to get to do this. So he said, you go up an escalator, you keep walking across the shops, and then you don't see a girl sitting in front of a place. And so I've done that. Then to get there, a girl says, hey, you going to go through here, and you have to get right, and you're going to go through the elevator. So I done done that. So I got the elevator, and uh, so I'm up real high, and I don't go to the weather so I can look out for about five minutes, and then I get out inside. Okay, so now I'm in a restaurant, and I was by myself. I mean, so far this sounds very thin. Other than not knowing where you're right. going. Right, I, I ain't I ain't done I ain't done nothing to far crazy. I ain't faint. So I done walked in. The place the girl is nice, and she sit me down at a table for eight people with eight place settings. And it, I'm by, I was just by myself. So you know uh, that was kind of awkward, but that's okay. So I sit down in the booth, and this uh, big old circular woman come up. She say, "Hey, you know we got a patio. You need to check it out." So I was going to be there to check it out. Wait, wait, who, well, who, is, who is this woman who told you to go to the patio? Well, you know, I, she done had work there, but she's just saying that it looked nice, and, and I was wanting to go check it out. But she wasn't no waiter or waitress. So then about a minute later, the waiter come up. Now, he done, he done look like a guy done been in prison. Now, that don't mean nothing, mate. That done be related to a lot of people in prison. The thing people about ex-cons they don't realize is they ain't in jail no more. And this guy done had an attitude with me because he ain't really like how I sounded. I think he thought maybe I was kidding. 
But, you know, I realized about 30 seconds in the conversation, this guy ain't like me. And so he asked for my card, and I asked him if, you know, he needed my card to price the steak because I wanted to see what the price of steak was going to be before I gave him my card. But, see, that made him mad, and he was like, man, you're sounding crazy. And then oh, I was like, okay. man. So, so hang on a second. So so he wanted what, what card, your credit card or a, a total reward no, card? No, he wanted to see my total reward card. Well, you realize so he then when wanted he, to see that. He wanted to see that because when when you have a total rewards card, depending on what level you're at, then that depends on what the price of the stake is. Right, 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 right. I'm still on your side right now, Drew. Uh, don't don't worry. I'm just trying to explain it all how it done went. Okay. And how it done got back to here feeling way I done feel. So at this point, once he used the word crazy towards me, I done ain't felt right. And I looked at him. I said, man, you know, uh, I, I just come up here to eat, and I don't feel like dealing with all this. I'm on just going about my business. And so he looked at me kind of funny, and I done left. <laughs> well... When I go down, I decide I want to go down and see the total reward card. So they done got two lines, one for the real, you know, VIPs and one for everybody else. So I get in that regular line. I done get up there to the window. Now, I don't know about a lot about this system, but I had done just bought into some blackjack just because I had been wanting to play. And uh, I had done bought in for $500. And it was a $15 minimum. And, I mean, within an hour, I had, like, 700. And I had played multiple hands for three to 500. I was the only action on the table. Um, but I was specifically only betting $15 or three to 500. I wasn't betting, like, occasionally 30 or four. I was only betting 15 or so you, you either bet uh, very little or a whole lot. Right, every time. And so... I done noticed, like, about an hour after I was playing, there's about 20 people watching me play. So then I done noticed that they put this girl on the table right in front of me that, I mean, looked like she come from a movie. Subscriber you I have dialed is not... Sorry. What was that, Brandon? Sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, son. I ain't never seen a woman like this in my life. I ain't seen one like since I've been here. And so I looked up at the dealer... And I'm telling you, she sat down. Everybody in the place done gone crazy. She'd been there about one minute, and I said, man, I'm going to be honest with you. She pulled out her checkbook. She's buying chips and shot. I said, I'm going to be honest with you. If she sat there, I ain't going to be able to even focus and play. <laughs> now, I swear to you on my life, I swear to you on my life, she got up 60 seconds later, goddamn, went 100, 200 yards down the casino. I ain't seen her again. So I keep playing about another hour. And and me and the guys at the table, they done seem pretty cool, you know, whatever. We hanging out. Well, I done decide to just, I'm at about 1,100, I don't know, maybe, I think it's about maybe 1,180. I done just decide that everything except for $510 on this hand, and then I'm going to just leave. Because I was just having fun. We were, you know, it was all whatever. But it was real exciting hand, and they were getting spelled like a 12 and makes a 6 21 and then you know win all that money and I end up just winning $10 but I was happy as hell them things just looking. but see I had known I'd already give them that action well see now fast back to me at that uh, total reward card now they told they told me all that action plus all the times I had used that card to buy all these $5 waters and all this shot they done sold me 100 times the real cost 
They said all that action and everything I done combined equaled a dollar and forty six cents. Well, see, that ain't really made me feel right because I had to until a cleaning lady ten dollars today when she come in and, and vacuum the floor. Mm. And so, and if they think they gonna value my time at a dollar forty six over two days of gambling, and I'm gonna value the cleaners at ten dollars for ten minutes of cleaning the floor, we just be so far apart. I don't really feel like I even need to be here. So, well, yeah, but it's it's okay because I'm gonna just handle it. I don't got a box of wheat fans, and I'm gonna start winning this tourney tomorrow. So it's all well, right. I'm gonna tell you what I think happened here. I think that somehow they they failed to rate you when you were playing blackjack. They what happens is when you play blackjack, you give your card, and then they they're supposed to put down the average bet you're making. Right, 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 right. And, and now hold they, on they one probably, second. They probably had had you down as fifteen dollars each and didn't see the big bets, so that's why you barely made any money. In, in right, but I, I done already asked them, you know, because they done told me that too. So I go back to one person, and then they done send me the man in the suit. And man in the suit done kind of got mad at me because I ain't think he liked me, my accent or something, or my questions or my line or something. And but really, he had no answers because he looked up everything and he said it updates every eight minutes. And I had already gotten my credit. And he also talked to Brandon and this other guy. Brandon was an, an Asian dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this other guy that was dealing, and they all know that I had tipped them at least 100 or $200 while I was playing. So, mm-hmm. like, we're talking about the kind of guy that tips that kind of money gets credit for nothing. So, and so then he also doesn't get credit for even being allowed to buy steak with his own cash. So, now, and so I just said, like, hell, I give up. So, Slim, your issue then is, is with the total rewards, what you're saying? Uh, well, you know, it, they don't they don't make it real hard to understand everything. You know, I give you another small little. It's a short example, I swear to you. And it doesn't it doesn't just don't seem right. Mm-hmm. First second I come in here, when I first get into town, I decide to go buy into my turnies because you know it's just exciting. I'm bought into number forty seven and fifty eight. Mm-hmm. Thank you for calling here, Talk Chen Casino. Hello, uh, Ken and Nigel Fabersham here. Um, I, I'd like to speak to um, someone in the, um, I don't know, a casino host or someone of that, uh, of that stature. Fine moment. For a total of $1,500. This is Casino Phoenix Ak Chin in Maricopa, Arizona, by the way. VIP services, Felicia speaking. Uh, hello, Colonel Nigel Fabersham here. Um, I've got a question here for um, uh, about uh, if I were to come down and um, you know change my pounds into dollars and um, you know drop them and break my duck into one of your blackjack games. Uh, would you be able to answer those for me? Yes, I would. All right. So um, say I come down to the blackjack table and I sit there and um, I decide to. Um, make my bets sometimes very low, sometimes very high. Because, you know, I have a, a system to where sometimes, um, well, it, it has to do actually with um, how often the dealer blinks. If the dealer blinks less than five times during the time they're dealing all the cards out, then I bet the minimum. And if they blink more than five times, I bet the maximum. And I, nothing in between. So I just want to make sure. I, are you still there, ma'am? Yes, I am. Right. I just want to make sure that... Um, if I bet, say, $15 on some hands and $500 on others, that they're not going to rate me as only betting $15, that there's going to be someone there who's going to be observant enough to be able to say, oh, this gentleman is betting both 500 and 15, so we'll give him a credit for an average bet of, of around $250. Are we going to get that? Are we going to have some, uh, some monkey 
who's um, who's not paying attention and puts me down for 15 each, and then I end up with a comp of a dollar 46 and and can't even afford a ballpoint pen in in your gift shop. Now, um, uh, how can I be assured this is not going to happen to me? Well, we would never guarantee that. However, if you would like, I can have one of our table game supervisors give you a call back. Would that be okay? Well. Uh, I'm a little bit hard to reach here because, unfortunately, my cell phone, um, it doesn't have the, the proper um, GSM card to be able to reach here in the States, and uh, I haven't got that quite sorted out. But um, I'm actually calling from uh, from a courtesy phone at the moment at a different hotel. But um, if um, I definitely... So you're saying if I were to approach the, some supervisor at the casino and say, I want you to watch me carefully because I'm going to be jumping my bets from very low to very high, and um, I want you to get a dealer who, who doesn't have allergies so he doesn't blink more than... Uh, yeah, I don't want them blinking more because they have allergies. I want them just blinking the way they normally blink, and then that will allow my system to work. If, they, if there's allergies or, 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 you know, or, or dust in the air, then um, they're going to blink too much, and I'm going to bet too much, and that leads to financial ruin. So I want to make sure, one, that they place a dealer here who blinks a, a normal number of times, and, and number two, that, um, that they're going to see my action properly. Mm-hmm. So okay. Well, I don't think there's a casino in the country that would be able to guarantee you that. However, like I said, once again, if you'd like to speak to a table game supervisor, I'm sure they'd be more than happy to attempt to accommodate you. So, so, so if I were to come down there, should I just request a table game supervisor to say, hey, I refuse to bet one, one measly pence here until someone brings over a table game supervisor who can guarantee me that, um, or, or guarantee me as much as can be possibly done, that um, these unfortunate events will not occur? Well, there's always a supervisor or some type of lead inside of the blackjack pit. So I don't think that that would be a problem for them to observe you. However, once again, if you would like to leave your name and total reward card number, yeah, I'd be more than to make sure that someone gives you a call. No, I don't have a bloody total reward number yet. I've just come in from England. I haven't go gone down to the total reward station. I, I was I was seeing whether I want to go even even bother to set foot into, into the establishment, or if I oh, should take okay. my business elsewhere. Okay. Well, like I said, you definitely have a choice, but. With the request that you've made, it's very difficult. And once again, I don't think that there's a casino in the United States that would actually guarantee you that. All right. But well, we'd love to have you down here. Right. I don't care about that. My, my grandmother was in the 104. Do you know how much here? Will you be quiet? Hey, hey, hey. Ah, bollocks. I, I've, got to, I've got to switch rooms. Where I, I'm not even at the Rio right now. I'm in a very noisy place here. That was funny.
private. If anyone wants to hear the rest of that, just uh, go to YouTube and, and type in crazy black, uh, crazy big fat black woman screaming about paying 20 cents for water. And just find <laughs> the rest of that video. <laughs> It's just too bad it didn't get to the reparations part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Slim T, you still with us, buddy? Do you feel like uh, we've kind of helped you out a little bit with your problem? Hi, man. I ain't got a clue with it. It's the weather. <laughs> you don't so, Slim T, how can I find you tomorrow? Since I'm going to be at the Rio also. How can I find you? I'm going to be, uh, I ain't know, because I'm, I'm going to be starting about 12 and, uh, uh, you know, I got three days of winning it. Hey, I got a, I got a proposition though for you, Drus. You might be interested in for your team. Now, this could not help everybody out if you want to. All right. All right. Uh, I'm trying to get all my mind together here. All right. So I is in uh, 47, and I is in 58. That's the PLO eight. All right. Yeah. All right. So. Drexel going to meet up with me, or you going to meet up with me before I start, so we can see. How about I bring you, I bring you $200 for the first one and $200 for the second one. You give me 100 to 1 odds on each one, so that's 20000 a piece on if I win them. And then if I win them, I'll donate it all the free rolls for PSA for next year. Oh, wow. All right, great. I'm confused. What what, what was the profit? He, well, he's gonna. He's, not even a bet. He's, he's he's giving money to me to hold uh, as kind of a bet against himself. And if he wins, if he wins either of these events at 101 odds, he's gonna donate this back. That I'll have I'll have to pay out the, the money, but then he'll donate it back to free rolls. Wait, so you're talking right. twenty. Right. So wait, how much how much money would we be talking then if he won? Roughly twenty thousand. Hey, forty forty thousand if I win 40. both of them. Wow. If he wins two bracelets, I will be out forty thousand for free rolls on the site. Wow! Would you? Are you gonna? Would you book that action, Druff? I mean, you drove around town just to get a a, a sound card today. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll take a chance here, and uh, you know, the, the site will will. I think it's gonna blow up pretty huge if uh, forty thousand of free rolls uh, <laughs> end up being put on here. But uh, yeah, what the hell? Jeez. Wow. Well, Slim, I, I'll uh. Like I said, I'll either meet up with you tonight after the radio station uh, shuts itself down, or if not, I may come down and see Druff, and then I can meet you down there as well tomorrow, brother. That's cool, man. And, you know, just for the record, though, I swear to you, I would much rather it be tonight, because I'm going to be mm -hmm. getting ready. I ain't never played, so I'm going to be excited and not trying to hang out before next. Okay. And well, you know, I'd much know, rather play. I've got to go down to the Rio anyway tonight, so... Uh, well, you know what? I mean, I'll go down there, too. Yeah, I'd much rather give you the 400 before I start, just in case I got busted, you know, and then somebody claim I'm a scammer. Or I ain't scam yeah. nobody my goddamn life. Slim, so. Slim, I'll come down tonight anyhow since you said you're going to play tomorrow. Uh, like, I don't know, maybe 30 minutes after the radio station shuts down, I'll give you a ring, and I'll meet. You. I'll be down at the Rio. I'll come down, too. Okay, buddy. Hey, that'll be great, man. Well, you got hey, you got my number, man. You just give me a call. I, I will listen real fast. You still need to go to Walmart and get supplies, or is that taken care of? Oh man, yeah, I really need to, man. Here's the thing: like, I'd rather just give you three hundred to go to Walmart, and I'll save a thousand on what I buy over two weeks. So we'll be making seven hundreds the way I look at it. So you want me to give you right down? You want me to give you right down to Walmart tonight? Oh man, that'd be great, dude. All I right. Need I'll give you a call when we're done here. And also, before we go, one last thing that you shared with me that was pretty funny. 
Now you want to get some really good, uh, really good herb while you're out here. Uh, have you been able to find any? Oh man, that breed's so lucky. So I was sitting down there trying to order me some of that nasty food at the Forks Deli right there by the book, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting at this table, and I swear I heard this guy talking about smoking some real good bud with this other guy. And I was like, well, goddamn, I'm going to take a shot. So I walked up to old dude, and I was like, hey, man, you know, I really need some bud. And he was like, well, hell, you know, uh, I can do that. How about you give me 175, and I'll go get you some purple shot. And I was like, man, you know, I'd love to do that, but there ain't just no way he's going to give me that stuff after I give you his money. And he looked <laughs> at me like he knowed I've done told him the truth. And he was like, well, what you want to do? And I said, man, how about if you actually go get it, I'll be here, and I'll give you 350 for it. And he said, you got a deal. And that son of a bitch was back in 45 minutes with a huge stack of the danky shit I done ever smoked in my goddamn life. <laughs> I give him three fifty, and I ain't got to worry about nothing, man. I can hit this for ten minutes and feel great for six hours. That's great. Well, listen, Tim, uh, that hillbilly shot we growing back home, it ain't nothing. Yeah. Well, Slim, I will be down there. I'll give you a ring after we're done here, and I guess uh, the good Colonel's coming down. We'll have, we'll have a party at the Rio tonight, okay? Hey, man, sound great, dude. I appreciate it. All right, I'll talk to you later, buddy. Okay. Bye, Slim. And that was. Uh, Okay, we have a number. Uh, we were trying to get some, or someone was trying to call here. Okay. During the, they were trying to call my number, which I can't answer because you're running. Okay, the, show. the number here again is seven zero two four seven five fifty four sixty seven or seven zero two four seven five limp. And uh, I, I just sent you a number to call. I think that might be bad guy twenty three trying to call us. Okay, hold on. Limp, not in reference to the members of our members. Except for yours, maybe. <laughs> All right, let me go ahead and call this number. Yeah, he's actually trying to call me right now. Okay. I don't know if he's listening to the show or what. I guess it's kind of my fault for not changing the number in the thread. Oh, can you do that? Well, we're going to give him a call right now. Give me one second. And bad guy 23 has been noticeably absent for a while, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's uh, been spending some time by himself in the neighborhood. Residential. He's been threatening in the radio show to call in, so. I think he's been trying to do it. He just wow. doesn't re- realize the number. That's the difference. Let's give him a call. I think he said in the radio thread to look out. He's he's hammered me like if that's him. Has been hammering me like ten times here. Okay. I can't even answer. We're calling right now. Be good, nice if it was him. You know what? I think I can forward the numbers. You know what I'm going to do? I think I can forward oh. my calls over over to you. Okay, showing that it's ringing. It's just ringing, and uh, I'm not hearing it ring. We'll give another second. If not, Skype sometimes acts funny. But uh, so the number is four seven five limp. Yes, that is the number seven zero two four seven five limp. So, bad guy, if you're listening, I am calling the number that Druff sent me. Uh, let's make sure. Yep, that is the correct number. Let me hang up and try again. It's just ringing. I don't know. Uh, I just, I just answered. I just answered the uh, the forwarding in. So now, if he calls me, it'll go to you. Okay. I'll try one more time here. 
Also, uh, we have other things, obviously, that we're going to get to tonight uh, that we didn't really get into. Um, what's going on with Brad Booth, Druff? Well, Brad Booth, through somebody else, contacted me and said that he wants me to email him, that he's got something to say. So I thought, all right, this is going to have to do with uh, his repeated statements that this is unbelievable. I thought I'm forwarding it. It's, it's not. Uh, it's not forwarding. Okay, that's fine. I'm actually trying again. I'm not even sure if this is if this is a cell phone or what kind of number this is because it's, it's giving me a strange ring, and you guys aren't hearing it, so it's not going through. But it is definitely dialing. So I don't know. If you are listening, uh, Bad Guy Twenty Three, or anyone else who wants to call in, we are going to be doing trivia uh, before the night is over. The number one last time at seven zero two four seven five. Five four six seven or seven zero two four seven five limp, uh, and we are to actually. I will open up the phone lines now since we are doing this. And the number you gave me, no, it's just it's just ringing on my end. No one is answering. So okay, so we'll wait for him to call. I think it should forward now. It's the, okay. The problem is that Skype changed versions again. Every time they change versions, they make it worse. Yeah. So as you're saying, unnecessary upgrades. Brad yeah. Booth emailed you. And what exactly did he say? He emailed me and then said that, uh, well, at first I, he contacted somebody else that I should get a hold of him. So I did, and I thought he'd want to come out on our show and make his announcement about whatever he wants to say about Phil Helmuth, that he's been, he's been railing on about the whole series, you know, the, the, about Helmuth, even when Helmuth is at a final table, that, uh, you know, Phil better answer what he has to, what he wants to know, and it, Phil better acknowledge him or he's going to, bust this whole thing wide open. So he has some kind of information that he thinks he's blackmailing Phil Helmuth with regarding the UB scandal. Because Brad Booth, as some of you know, was probably the biggest victim of the UB scandal and was underpaid, and I believe that. But, uh, of course, he has all his own problems, including recently scamming someone out of 30000 So Brad Booth, I thought he wanted to come on the show and make whatever statement he wanted to make about Helmuth, but... Unfortunately, he said he was not ready to come on. He hmm. said he will come on all in due time and to be patient. It's kind of the same thing the Iceman said to me today. Yeah, so so we're going to have to wait and see if he ever comes on. I don't know if he will. I don't know if he won't. Uh, a lot of people feel that... Uh, uh, it was Brad Guy 23 trying to call in, by the way. He just came into our chat room. Okay. But uh, a lot of people feel that Brad Booth is just jerking everyone around and stalling and hoping that if he just makes this non-specific threat about information about Helmuth's culpability and the whole UB thing that maybe Helmuth will get scared and pay him to go silent. I mean, uh, he's claiming that's not what he wants, but uh, I think it's time for Brad Booth just to come forward because whatever he wants out of Helmuth isn't happening. So I'm not sure what he's doing and what his goals are here, and I don't know if this whole thing's a big level to try to get money, but, uh, you know, if he's got something to say, of course, we'll let him say it on this show. Yeah, if he wants to appear. Come on, get your money on it. Come on, get doesn't make you right. I don't care. You know, it's not about being right. It's about what happened with the truth. <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, he's not coming on right now, but he claims he will eventually. I won't hold my breath, but if he does, he's always welcome to come on here. I mean, everybody is welcome. Well, almost everybody's welcome to come on this show. And state whatever they'd like to state. So, yeah. anyway, uh, that's, that's the story with him at the moment. There's not much more 
on that front, at, the, at least not at the moment. And uh, let's see, let's see what else we have. Uh, we have our contest, but maybe we should have uh, bad guy get through first. He just asked for the phone number. Is he calling you yet? Nope. There's not. I mean, any. He hammered me like about fifty times. I'm staring right in the monitor. Nothing. Uh, nothing. No one's he calling. Hammers me fifty times. I'll, I'll, I'll give out the number one more time, guys. It's uh, 702-475-5467. That is the number for tonight, and hopefully tonight only. Uh, I am running the show. Druff, again, is having sound card issues. Um, and also tonight, uh, we are going to have a vowel segment. Um, Druff, what about uh, Ken Scaler? Is there any possibility or now that uh, well, you're not running the Ken show? Well, Ken would appear. Mm-hmm. You know, last week we almost had him on. That's when I knocked my sound card and broke it. He was actually calling me up, and then he never got to call back by the time we came back on. He said he'd call back this week, but I did forget to tell him that we're on Monday, and I emailed him today about it very early in the morning. I said, hey, come on, you know, call between 7 and 10. I have not heard from him yet. It's possible he didn't get the email. I can't even blame him because he doesn't expect it to be on a Monday. Oh, you know what? I'm wrong. He did try to call me, and uh, my <laughs> my cell phone volume was off and I missed it. Damn it! Damn it. Uh, maybe, maybe he'll try. Maybe he'll try again. We missed Ken Skater. We're really I'm I'm really messing up everything today. Now, Jeff, do you really believe that you're being cursed by a former site? I, I think I might be. I think it's. I think the type of problems we had over there. I think they followed me to some degree, and I, I can't get away from them. It's like a virus that there's no cure for. And, like, for example, not only did I have these sound card problems for the third week in a row, but here I tell him to call me. He actually does. Last week, I couldn't get him on because of the sound card problems. This week, you know on the iPhone how it's very easy to bump that thing that turns the ringer off? Yes. So that's what I did. I, I was walking around with my phone, and I accidentally bumped that, and I just looked, and he tried to call from a payphone. It's like an evil Kabbalah curse or something. Yeah, there's there's some force where he's trying to prevent Ken Scaler from appearing on the show, and I don't know why. Hmm, very, very odd. Fowles, uh, you know, sometimes we can, Jeff and I, we both kind of ramble on. What, what's going on with you this week? Anything uh, interesting? You got a new well, headset? We had, how, a, how's, we how's had a big scare here last night uh, mm-hmm. at the Vellif household. I was walking outside into the backyard, and dogs and the cat were coming out with me. And suddenly, something flew by. It looked like it was a bird, but it had a different sound to the beat of its wings. And when I got a look at it, my cat, my older cat, Moonshadow, started chasing after it, trying to catch it, probably wanted to eat it. I realized that it was the biggest flying bug I've ever seen. And so I started screaming, running inside the house and, you know, trying to shut the door as fast as I could. The cat was out there chasing it. It ended up landing on the screen door and stayed there all night. And all my daughter and I could do was keep staring at it. We were looking it up on the Internet, trying to find out what it was. We were so scared. I guess it's a girl thing, but huge flying bugs. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. It was it was absolutely shook me up really bad. I, I, you know, I kept having nightmares he was going to get in the house. I actually had a huge flying bug story of my own. This was in '93 when I was in Indonesia and I was on a boat, like little, kind of a little cruise boat. It wasn't a cruise ship, like a little cruise boat that you know has like they could take like ten people. But you spend like a few days on the boat and you go down a, a river there and see all these uh, kind of jungle little jungle towns within Indonesia. It's, it's actually really neat. But uh, I was brushing my teeth before going to bed one night. I used to sleep on the boat. 
And uh, I was the last one up of my family. The only other people awake were the people who were manning the boat, but they didn't speak English. And the one guy who spoke English was already asleep. I'm brushing my teeth, and I'm just about to go to sleep, and I hear, <laughs> like, like a really loud kind of bug-like sound, but much louder than any bug I've ever heard. And I hear it buzzing towards my ear, and then it stops. And I look over, and there's this giant bug, biggest bug I've ever seen, that's sitting on my shoulder. It's just sitting there. Oh, Jesus. And on your shoulder. Oh, my I, God. I, I don't recognize it. It's some very weird bug that must exist over there and not over here. And I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm just going to brush this thing off and get it, you know, make it go away. So I, I, I take this the water bottle I used that I was using to for the water for my teeth, and I hit it with a water bottle, thinking that you know it'll definitely take off. Nope, it just sits there. I hit it harder. The bug, <laughs> you know, the bug flies over. The bug kind of flies to the right as I hit it, and then you know bounces right back. It's got itself attached to my shirt, oh, God. to where I cannot. Get it off my shirt. Oh. After I shake, after I hit it with that bottle, it will not move. So now I'm I'm a little concerned. Like, what if this thing carries diseases? Like, what what is? This what if thing? it bites what, you? What, yeah. What if it bites me? What if it's poisonous? Like, I didn't know. So, and the problem is I couldn't ask anyone. So <laughs> then I'm starting to walk towards the people manning the boat to see if they're going to be concerned if they see it because they're they're probably used to whatever this thing is. And. Uh, as I'm walking, the bug starts to move, and it starts inching its way towards my face. Oh, God. <laughs> You're getting scared even though this is a 19-year-old story. I just, I, I'm not good with bugs. And yeah. And bugs that fly, and they're on your body. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, and it's like, it's like attached to my shirt, so it's inching towards my face. Oh. I still can't knock it off me. I finally get, get over to the guy who's driving the boat, and I point to it, and then... He goes, oh. Like, oh, that's my pet Fred. Yeah, he says, oh, and like, and reaches over and grabs it, pulls it yeah. off my shirt, and just and just throws it. And I, and so I said, what is what was this? And he makes a motion like a fly, like he's trying to tell me it's like a fly over there. Jesus Christ. So that, well, that was. I, ha- I have to say that staring at the the bottom side of the bug as he was attached to the screen door, it kind of looked like a gigantic roach, like maybe four inches long, an inch and a half wide, uh, but. You know, can roaches fly? I don't think so. Whatever you know, they it was, they uh, roach-like things here in Vegas in the summer that uh, that they can fly. And oh, they're, God. They're different than the ones I see in California that, that, that can't. They but don't infest your house. Well, no, they do. They, they, they oh, have, God. I mean, they, they, they're not here where I am, but uh, I have seen them in people's houses before. So The, the huge flying kind? Yeah, so I think it's not huge. They're kind of like roach size, but they can fly, and they only come out. In, they only come out in the summer, at least well, in this May. thing. This thing was gigantic. It was literally the size of a bird. So I mean, I, I don't know. I've never seen anything like it. I I, um, I was looking things up on the internet and trying to figure out what it was. My worst fear was that the cat was actually going to catch it and bring it in because they like to do that, and then you know. Sever the little their prey into small pieces and leave it for you. <laughs> That's really what I was afraid of, or that he was smart enough to figure out how to use the doggy door after watching the animals go in and out. <laughs> he was big enough to have a pretty large brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. um, but yeah, those those 
roaches in, in Vegas, they're actually a big problem in the summer. And uh, in fact, you walk outside at night, not so much on the strip, but uh, anywhere kind of away from the strip, you walk outside at night and you look down on the ground and you're going to see them all over the place. So uh, sometimes, you know, as many as hundreds yeah. or thousands, depending on uh, oh my God. That's where you are. So. Nightmare. Do you remember so. that old creep show movie um, where one of the episodes was a guy got eaten by roaches in his laboratory? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I, I think I've had a nightmare like that before. So uh, I think roaches might be my absolute worst fear of anything. Ah. Okay. I'm back, guys. They're I'm people. sorry. They're people. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, Vals is, was telling us about uh, her various uh, roach issues. <laughs> well, I don't know that it was a roach, but if it was a roach, it was the biggest roach I've ever seen. I think he might have made mincemeat of George Clooney if he had a chance. We have another phone call we're going to make here real fast. Someone Has, has a bad guy gotten through? Nope, no phone calls. I'm looking right at the screen. I'm not sure what uh, the problem is, but uh, we're going to make a quick call. Another World Series of Poker Vegas check-in here of a PFA member okay. and friend of ours that is in Vegas. That, also, that is actually going to be playing again. You know who this is, Jeff, that will be playing in the event that you're playing in tomorrow. Oh, yes. I know who that is. Let's give him a call. And again, I'll, I'll say it one more time. I know I've given out a bunch of times. The phone number tonight, and only again for tonight, is 702-475-5467. That's 702-475-5467. Write that down. We're going to be doing the uh, Druff Trivia Contest shortly, before the show ends at some point. And... Uh, I wonder if I'm having $10 for the trivia. Yes. Let's see. Styling. And even if you don't win, you will learn many fascinating details about my life, which I know everybody is looking forward to. I wonder if I'm having some sort of Skype difficulty. No, that would be par for the course of the show. I mean, it's ringing, but I don't hear the ring now. It's showing that it's dialing. Always, maybe, maybe we really are cursed. Yeah. Huh. This is very odd. No, call failed. Yep, call failed. Uh, you see, I, Fail. So you, you see Fail. it. I'm not doing anything wrong here. <laughs> Jesus. Try again. Maybe that's why you can't call bad guy. Because I, I, bad guy's calls were coming in, and I have them forwarding over to you. Well, you know what? Let's do this. Okay, it's not real. I've just got to skip. I'm gonna hang. I'm, I'm connect. I'm gonna connect back with you guys in one second. I'm gonna disconnect okay. both of you real fast. Okay. Sorry for the fail, guys. Again, this is a ten-year-old laptop. I was not anticipating on running this show this evening. Uh, so let's close all these windows and let's get back my host on the line and. This should work. Okay, it seems like it's dialing now. So we should be good to go. Kind of really eager to see Slim T and just solve the mystery once and for all. And I will obviously be honest with our report next week when we're on radio. Okay, this uh, this isn't good. I may have to shut down Skype. Calling Druff and it just it is ringing and it's not connecting. This could be a fail. Todd, are you back with us? No, no. Call failed. Jesus. I'm back. Okay, you're back. Now, Todd is saying it call failed. 
The ancient Kabbalah curse continues. Why is it doing that? Jesus. That could actually be on Todd's end. Call failed. It's not letting me connect to Todd. <laughs> Todd, obviously, if you're lost, Todd isn't listening. Somebody in the chat asked Todd to actually uh, call me on Skype and see if it's working because I don't, I don't know what's going on here. Bad guy just posted a phone number for you to call him, and um, it's in the chat. This is really odd. Okay. Well, Vowels, talk to us for a minute while we I try to sort through this. I will. All right. I'm so sorry that things are going badly for the show, but um, I, I guess I thought it was kind of funny that even after several weeks of sound card issues, Jeff still just decided to take a sound card from somebody <laughs> instead of going out and buying one. Um, I thought I maybe should have stepped in and just said, you know what, let's buy the top-of-the-line sound card and just fuck it, you know, we'll put the money up and end these problems once and for all. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I thought he was on top of it, and then when it happened again this week, I was like, are you kidding me, really? Wow. Are you still there, sweetie? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. I don't know. Um, how much does a really good quality sound card go for? You know Are what? We talking I, like I, I, three, four hundred. No, I think we're talking twenty, thirty dollars. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Is it that cheap? I that, mean, really, for a really good one? Yeah, it's not expensive. All right, listen, Angel. This is what I'm not to do. Right, and, and everyone okay. listening, I, this is awful. I am going to just disconnect from Skype and okay. reconnect. Just I'm, I'm closing the whole program down because I'm. Well, actually, right. you know, let me try. Let me try one more time. You. Okay. I just. Oh, that's weird. Hi, Tom. I, I didn't receive any calls from you. I just. It, I got your messages about how you can't call me. It went straight through to Angel, and then every time I just tried to connect, you said call failed. And again, I know, guys, this is riveting radio. This is. Oh, wonderful. yeah, it's fascinating. All right, let me try calling one more time. Edge of their seat. Uh, our friend, another Vegas check in. If it doesn't go through, I may. Just have to read. I have one other way we can make phone calls. Okay. If, if somehow I can get a call through. Um, for my cell phone into this show, then I can use my cell phone to three-way on whatever we want to call. Okay. Okay. But of course, then I have to get my call through the show, which is not going to be trivial. Hold on. Trying to see Yeah, I don't know what... I really don't know... uh, That equals joke, for sure. Yeah. Pretty much, guys. Yeah, Skype is not... Skype is not... uh, do Do you guys see on the screen the number I'm dialing? I do, okay. but I don't hear anything, it's just, which is yeah. unusual. Yeah. Okay, let me try to call in with my cell phone. Okay. Let try to do it this way. Wow. You know, Quad this Jack's is embarrassing. This, this is embarrassing. I mean, Quad Jack's going to take this clip and make fun of us. This is almost really as you know, bad <laughs> as... <laughs> I can't call out, but ironically enough, I can... <laughs> all day fucking long. Quadjacks. Bunch of snakes in the grass. It is. Okay, I have two callers on the line. One uh, in the 412, one in the 347. 347, uh, go ahead. Yeah, I wanted to hear angry black people talking. I would go on the subway. Okay? <laughs> one step. Okay. I, I appreciate that. They're on, they're on. All right, three, three, four, seven. You're on. Go ahead. You're on. I guess right now nah, it ain't three, four, seven. It's four, one, two, brother. A uh, four, one, two. Is this bad guy twenty-three? Yeah, fucking about fucking time. What the hell are you guys doing? <laughs> We're under a Kabbalah curse. I mean, are you kidding me, man? Is that is that getting a hold of the president? Or getting a hold of dropping you? 
What's up, brothers? The bad guy hijacking this shit. Druff, are you back oh, with us? Vows, vows, vows. Just talk to me so I can jack off for a couple minutes, bro. I mean, for real. What? Wow, you guys got that fucking thing working. <laughs> no, for real. I call, I call like seven different numbers to get a hold of you guys. Man, what the fuck's going on here? What's going on, bad guy? Where you been? Uh, jail. <laughs> That's the truth, too, man. Look it up. You, you guys got my face on the fucking uh, site, right? I'm sorry, say that again? We have your face where? What? Peter D.C. Who called Peter D.C. a scammer for anybody? That was hey, by the way, I, I'm back now. Okay. Again, I couldn't be called. But right, right. My man Dan Justice. Hey, dude, how's it going? Residential neighborhood, kid. So where did, where did you go all this time, bad guy? Why were you gone so long? No, I, he was in jail. Because I told you. Uh, hold up. No, I wasn't gone so long. I'm going to tell you something. I'm outside now, too, in the residential neighborhood. But Miss Jenny's not around. The, the truth is, I, I left. I told Brandon. I said, I can't. I couldn't stomach what happened the last time. I said, man, I'm done with this shit. I told Brandon I was done. I, I had Brandon's back at the end of this whole thing. The Micron fight, if you listen to the, 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 the Marathon radio show, I told Brandon, I mean, that's it. <laughs> I mean, Micron fucked this whole thing up. Well, yeah, but, he uh, was, but we were back on, uh, on this site, though, in March. So where have you been all this time? Well, I was the one guy that was making fun of radio the first time. I, I, don't, I can't remember my name. I made it up. I was staying, like, in, the, like, a red roof inn. <laughs> but I, like, made, made, made a name up. You know it was me, Jeff. Jeff, I always talk to you behind the scenes, man. Jeff, I always said got done wrong in this whole thing. I'm drunk as hell right now, too, boy. Let's do some good radio. Well, now we just need that no. Tim and Mel Gay to call in. Actually, yeah, we do, yeah. we do yeah, folks if, if have Tim a... Tim and Mel Gay calls in, we'll, we'll fucking, we're going to hang him. We're going to put a fucking safety net on this shit walking over Niagara Falls with that guy, man. That we was also, a big fraud. That we also have a very patient and quiet one step on the line as well with us. One, one step. step a great guy. One step, how are you this Legend. evening? One step, how are you? Strike is fun. Can they have passwords free will? <laughs> you know who he reminds me of is uh, the guy who plays the, uh, Woody Allen on the Howard Stern show. The one step? Who me? Yeah, yeah. Woody. You sound like you sound like Woody. <laughs> You're talking about the bad bad guy. Sounds like that guy. No, no. One step. Sounds like that. Now, have you noticed that this is like a nicer, gentler one step these last few uh, weeks on radio? Draw fouls. You guys notice that? Yep. Yeah, he seems like maybe he's getting late or something. I don't know. I mean, one step. What's what's going on? You just seem... Have you stopped hanging out with that friend of yours, that, that racist friend of yours who was a very, very bad influence on you? <laughs> I, I think I think Vowles hit it on the head. Ooh, hit it on the head. No pun intended. Wow. Mm. That is a good... Hey. Can, can wow. we ask uh, who's the lucky guy? Or? <laughs> How many of you guys got fuck vows with the sexiest voice ever, and you got Peter DC with the the, the whole sex crime, the sex, the the chicks having phone sex? Fuck vows is the uh, her voice is the. I mean, she's the captain of phone sex. I mean, her voice is so pretty. I'm, okay, we're calling somebody. Yeah, it's fine. Go ahead. I missed my true calling. Yeah, it should be. <laughs> you got paid millions, kid. Hello, China. China Mania. We have a, this is a Hall of Fame call. You're on the line. Uh, you're on the 
Druff Drexel and Dallas Show with, of course, myself, Druff Angel, and also One Step. We have Bad Guy Twenty Three and now yourself, buddy, live from Las Vegas, China Maniac, folks. What do you mean? Somebody got Judah aiming me right now too, so that's even more powerful. Oh, Judah's aiming you, great. (laughs) China, tell us what's going on. You've been out here now for. Let's see. I think you got here. What, what day did you get here, China? I've been here for like five days or so. I got here last Wednesday. Um, yeah, not much going on. Um, played two events, busted both events, and other than that, I haven't um, I haven't gone out really. I haven't played much poker. I've just been uh, just been playing online, hitting the pool, and hitting the gym. That's about it. Can we so. get the short story? Um, how? Why you went to jail? China? Not me, bad guy, right? I haven't been to China. No, I'm listening, man. I'm just listening. I want to ask China a couple questions, too. Now, go ahead, bad guy. Ask, uh, ask away. What do you got for China? China, have you ever been asked, like, you m- remember the guy from the two guy crew that had a one broken arm? Best kid I could name Have you ever been, have you ever been asked, that, were you that guy? Like, first kid I the guy with one, why do you call yourself China Mania? That's my question. Are you, are you Chinese? No, I'm not Chinese. My buddy, my buddy's actually Irish, and his name is Timmy Lee, and we used to call okay. him the Chinaman. We called him the Chinaman as a joke because he was dead Irish, and his last name was Lee. And so one thing I want to say about China Maniac, hold up, one thing I want to say about China Maniac, this guy's got in good shape over the years on the forums, am I right or wrong, guys? He, he's put himself in good shape. I don't know how you're looking now, man, but for a minute there, you were getting in great shape, man. Yeah, I'm uh, yeah. China. We're, we're, we're getting the money next week, right? For full pill? Next week. The check's in the mail, right? That's one step, man. I'm not gay like you. Know, I'm just saying you were getting in good shape, bro. Next next week, the money's week I'm getting my check, right? Yeah. The money's in the mail. Yeah. It's yeah, all yeah, yeah, sure. Coming That's very right. soon. Yeah, very soon. Sure, yeah. You've been telling me that for the uh, past 18 months. Definitely, yeah. Very soon. Coming, coming yeah. soon. I'm going to be waiting. I'm gonna, I'll be waiting for the mailbox. Well, one step, how much money do you have on there? Uh, well, obviously, probably, you probably, probably whatever money I was staking him at the time. Ooh. <laughs> 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 no, no, no. It's, it's, it's roughly 16, 1500. Really? And, and how much of that is China's money? China writes no, his ass with 1600. <laughs> he writes his ass with 1600. So yeah, listen, China. Tomorrow, China. Tomorrow you're playing the three K that uh, Druff will be yeah. playing as well. Is that correct? Right. And how you yep. feeling, buddy? How's the mindset? I know the first, uh, the six max, <clears throat> you kind of ran it up, and then just you know got a little cold at the end. Still really good for performance for both of you. Um, obviously, yeah. you know you didn't uh, really get the sweat that everyone was hoping. But are you feeling good about tomorrow? Yeah, I'm feeling good. I mean. There's no reason not to be feeling good. Um, I can't wait to play. I mean, yeah, the last time I ran it up a little bit at the end there. And last level, just um, didn't catch any cards. The blinds were so high, and, you know, you lose three or four pots there, and, you know, you're super short stacked. So I think the same thing happened at Todd as well. We went out, like, pretty much, like, right around 100th, 110th right in there. What a, were there any, any interesting stories or hands with anybody that uh, is worthwhile of telling? 
Is there anything? Well, I, I, I don't really have hands to talk about, but I, I posted about this on the forum mm-hmm. uh, of some interactions I had with some uh, some pros there. Uh, one of which was Daniel Negreanu, who, for whatever reason, decided that he wanted to talk a lot to me on that day. Uh, Negreanu, as far as like how he relates with me, it's kind of funny because... I don't even know if he likes me or dislikes me. It's it, it just that uh, he's never unpleasant with me in person, but like he'll never interact with me online. He'll never answer my tweets. He'll never answer any of my messages. Not that I try to contact him much, but he doesn't. He doesn't want to be on this show, or at least on our last show. I haven't tried for this show. But at the same time, when he sees me in person, sometimes he'll just kind of pretend I'm not there, and sometimes he'll just be really talkative, and and keep wanting to talk to me specifically. And and this really happened on on the day of the 2500 Six Max, where First, I'm just sitting there and, and eating a sandwich that I bought from, uh, you know, from somewhere else before I came to the Rio. And Daniel comes up to me and says, "It was like, yeah, was there tomatoes on that sandwich?" This bad guy asked They weren't <laughs> on the sandwich. I, I think you, I think you know where the tomatoes were. I'm kidding, bro. I love no, no, they really were on the side. I'm not even kidding. I, I really had the tomatoes on the side. I'm not kidding here. Joe knows I'm kidding. But but I had I had a roast beef sandwich. I'm sitting here eating it just. Like sitting at the table, and Negreanu walks up to me. This is like right before the event, and he says, "You know what's in that sandwich, right?" I think that's kind of a weird thing to say to me. I'm like, uh, "What do you mean?" He says, "You know what's in that sandwich?" And I said, "Well, I, I hope you. Uh, I'd really prefer you tell me this after I finish eating the sandwich." And he says, "Well, you know, it's probably like uh, some some chopped up uh, animal parts and some glue." And I'm like, okay, well, yeah, thanks for telling me this right now. And I said, I, I have a feeling you're telling me this just to tilt me before the event. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah, that's my master strategy. So then he walks away. And I'm thinking, okay, well, that was the weird Negreanu interaction for the day. Then he comes back up to me and says, I bet you've never eaten Kobe beef before. Have you eaten Kobe beef before? And I said, yes. He goes, ah, no, you haven't. You haven't eaten Kobe beef before? Uh, because the Kobe beef in America is not really Kobe beef. Well, why do? to go ooh and ah, but I, I, I responded to him that I, I knew this and that uh, the Kobe beef served in America is like it's, it's beef that's raised in the style of Kobe beef but it's not really Kobe beef and so he was very disappointed it seemed that I already knew this and that he wasn't shocking me so then he walked away again then I'm sitting here uh, and, playing then one, then one step came and raped him in the bathroom no that would only be if uh, Tom Dwan was there <laughs> so, so then in the middle of the event he comes up to me and I didn't post this on the forum, but I'll just say this here. I'll say this here on the radio show, because I just want to tell the whole story. He says, this is the strangest comment, he says, it sounds like AIDS. And I said, what? He says, it sounds like AIDS right now. And I had no clue what he's talking about, it sounds like AIDS. He says, that voice, it sounds like AIDS. So I... Yeah, that's what I think. What's he talking about? What sounds like AIDS? How can something sound like AIDS? <laughs> is it like is he saying something else that that I'm not understanding? So I said I, I still don't understand you. And then he tells someone else, like sitting next to me, that he's referring to Annie Duke's voice, who's over at the next table. <laughs> that wow. he says, you know, Annie Duke, you know, she sounds, she reminds me of AIDS, the disease. Just hearing that voice. Wow. And and I said, I said, oh, okay. And he says, yeah, I came up and told you because I knew you'd be one who would understand. Wow! So those were, those were my reactions with those were my interactions with Negroni. Three times he just comes up to me unsolicited. The, the now, does he know you? Does one. he know you by name? 
Yes, he knows who I am. I mean, yeah. he, he knows. Does he know your online name, or he knows you? Your oh yeah, yeah. He knows everything. He knows okay. I'm John Wachowski. He knows I'm Dan Druff. He knows about and the whole thing. What is your relationship with him? How, like, just in terms of interaction, how does he know who you are? Have you played together before? Talked? What we, we've played together, motherfucking with We've played before together, but the first time we ever played, he already knew who I was. So he's he's always known who I am. Um, Everybody knows Dan Druff, bro. Well, not everybody I, I knows Sandra. He does, and uh, I, I don't know what my relationship with it. it's. It's kind of weird. Like I bet if I asked him to come on the show, he'd say no. Now, truthfully, we I talked about last week a funny prop that was made in which uh, it was between Barry Greenstein and someone else whether Phil Ivey knew who Vanessa Selps was. I, I, I ever even heard that name, and Phil Ivey had no clue. Now, Todd, what do you oh, think? Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yes. Phil Ivey really didn't know who Vanessa Selps yeah, was? Yeah, actually, you know, I might have said that uh, on Filthy Limpa Radio, but yes, it was actually reported on Poker News and some other sites that there was a prop bet that Barry bet that Phil had no idea, had never even heard the name, and of course, they went over and asked him, and never, never heard of her, had no idea who she was, which is really amazing even to me, because they, you know, as much as Phil Ivey kind of just tunes out the internet and everybody around him. Uh, you know, they played in some tournaments together where, you know, she was among the chip leaders in tournaments he's been in, and you'd think he would just look at chip stacks or names, but no, he'd never heard the name before. And this is... You know, this he, pro- is he probably thought her name was Victor Selps. Yes, yeah. maybe. He's probably like, I, I, mean, I think he, he thought she was a dude. Now, Druff, That's what do you... Point. He probably was like, hey, I've never played with a girl named Vanessa before. Yeah, what, Victor Selps. What do you think, Druff, what would you set the actual line at that Phil Ivey either knows you by name or has heard of your name, screen name on yeah. stars, or your real name? I don't know, no, Druff, I think ahead. he knows the screen name from Stars because no, he used to play on Stars. stars. I, I, I would say it's probably, it's probably ten to one. Against against okay, one step. It's probably at least at least ten to one against that he doesn't know who I am. Ten Are to you one. Are sure? you think ten to one? Yeah. You're, you're, I think you're nuts. No, I'm not nuts. Uh, I don't believe that. No, Vanessa Selps is better known than I am, and he didn't know who she was. But he probably listened to the radio, man. We we playing Chino Ring. <laughs> I bet you if you asked Phil Ivey, go ahead, China. I bet you if you asked Phil Ivey, um, have you ever played with Dan Druff on Poker Stars? I saw it in ten to one, but he didn't play on probably Poker Stars that much. He didn't play that much. China, do you think it's hold on? Ask China. Do you think it's lower than ten to one? Yeah, I bet it's more. Do you know who Druff is? This is even funnier. No, Bobby or. I bet it's more. I bet it's more like fifty to one. Bobby Orr, wow. Bobby Orr in the uh, chat is reporting that Vanessa actually tweeted that she had even she had talked to Phil Ivy thirty minutes before that bet too, and so that still didn't improve the odds. Yeah, uh, what wow. was the guy's name that I used to feud with on Dogtown uh, that that got his ass kicked by Dario Minieri in those heads up sit and goes? Oh, uh, uh, DB. Yeah, DB. He, uh, Phil Ivey knew DB's name when they played together. He knew him from, like, Omaha or Omaha High Low on Stars, like, in 2003 or 2004. But, but I can tell but you, know, I didn't maybe. play that much with, with Phil but Ivey. When you say 50 to 1, that means that Phil Ivey's never looked at downtown in his life. But he's you never really know. He's he never had, had many accounts. He's you never know. I mean, I don't believe that, man. The best part of the, the guy's probably 
I doubt the guy even goes online. I mean, what, the only he reason he go online he really is kind of in his own world, and I think a lot of people don't realize that. And I think that self-story uh, is perfect evidence of that, and that's actually more evidence that he probably really did have no clue about what was going on in Full Tilt. I mean, she's probably... Would, would you guys all uh, agree... She looks like a guy that I would fuck. Okay, that's but uh, hold on. Would you guys it. all agree that she is probably the best tournament player in the world right now, female-wise? Yes. I mean, 100%. I think she's... In her last four years, I think her results have even surpassed mm-hmm. Kathy Lieber. I don't think there really is even a close second. No. I mean, Drafty, would you, I you agree. agree? I agree. Yeah. And Chi- China, what's your... I mean, your... that girl's great. Yeah. China, what about yeah, you? She looks like a guy. <laughs> Between cash games, everything, of course. Yeah, she's definitely the best. Without a doubt. I don't think she's the best. Who would even do a close second to that lady? Absolutely nobody. I mean, who would you put up to the second? I mean, Kathy Lieber, you're saying? I mean, there's no girl Amanda Mun- to that lady. Amanda Munisi or whatever. She's been on fire. She's yeah, she's she's like she, was and she was on Downtown, too, right? She was on the old Downtown. I mean, we're filthy. not allowed to say that on here. Yeah, she what? was on Filthy Limper just uh, a week and a half ago, right after her half million yeah, dollar first score. Well, Brandon got her on the fucking radio show. Yeah. Uh, Liv Bory, he's probably up there as well. Liv Bory. And somehow, once again, Skype is becoming a fail, and we've lost our third host. Well, actually, uh, maybe we haven't. So so how, off hey, how's life without Mike on, boys? Um, I'm, I'm not going to answer that. I'm, I'll, yeah, so we've already gone over that. You're a few months behind. Yeah, it's it's we're, we're I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> no, it, it's I not. I love you guys, though, man. No, it, I'm it, glad it, you guys are getting it on, man. Yeah, I'm no, it's not. It's, it's not that, but we just all decided, um, basically, just to have a peace treaty where no one's going to talk anymore, and we've all just moved on. So it's not that, that we're dodging your question. In fact, no, the, it's not dodging. The, no, it's if fine. you go into the, if you really tear it up, how about this? Would you guys thought you were here, like? Three months ago, Brandon, especially. Well, actually, I mean, we were great. We were here three months ago. Yeah, now three months ago is not that or much. Five months ago, whatever the fuck it was, you know what I'm saying? I, I would, I would say like like nine months ago, this would be a big surprise. Yes, yes. yes. No, it's great that you guys are doing this, man. You you let the fucking sieve in the fucking sieve. You let the sieve in the fucking toilet, man. This is great. I can't believe I I came on here. I seen PFA, man. I, I so, thought I was going to get arrested again. For so wait, PFA. two things, real fast. You had, did you have no idea that we had a radio station set up now? No, 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 no. no. I, I can't. No, I, that's not true. I, I came on. I, I had a name, and I fucked around the one time when you were starting radio, and I I don't know what my name was. I I can't remember it. I was really in a hotel hiding from the cops. That's a true story. Because I did owe child support. I mean, you know, it's the bad guy, man. I tell the truth, and but no, I loved every minute of it, man. I listen to all your guys' radio shows, man. And then I said, I'm gonna fucking put bad guy two three in this motherfucker. I can't believe no one stole that. Well, I, I wouldn't have let that. I wouldn't have let that happen. I, I know you. Were, I know you put the fucking house up, man. It was a great residential neighborhood. <laughs> I mean, I, I felt right back at home. I love, dude. Drop knows. I thought Brandon. Brandon, I always thought you were the bad guy. But when I talked to you this day on the radio when you went crazy and did like a 25-hour radio session that night, right? I knew you weren't the bad guy, man. It was Mike on. And I always thought you were the bad guy, man. I did. I thought you broke the whole group up, but it wasn't you, man. And I'm glad that, I'm glad that this is happening, to be honest with you guys. I have something to listen to. 
I mean, you guys don't have a set day, but it's good to listen to. I mean, I see today you said 625. I'm on this. I put my razor and my own pictures up. I'm drunk as hell, as you can hear. And uh, I love you guys, man. I'm glad. I, I feel bad for Mike on, though. He, he's looking over with his pipe in his mouth. It looks like a glass dick in his mouth. I mean, what's wrong with this guy, man? Mm -hmm. What happened to this guy? You guys yeah. are going to ruin him. You guys are going to ru You guys already ruined him. I mean, that's not the point. Already beat this guy. No, the, the point here is just we, you know, I have we have another site here. It's uh, another radio show. Just everything's moving forward, and you know, whatever happens over there is what happens. You know, if it succeeds, it succeeds. If it fails, it fails. And I'm not can't you know, log I'm not in. Can't log in. Assist in either. You kidding either me, Jeff? You guys already beat this guy. You guys win 100. percent Okay, but that wasn't <laughs> the purpose of the whole thing. It wasn't. But do you guys ever miss it? All three you getting back like together like the Beatles. Well, you know, it's, you know, times change. You know, you can you can look back on a lot of things in life and say, I, I miss. There's, there's good things, there's bad things, and you you just have to move forward. And uh, you know, well, whatever's big the black guy from from Vegas Vapors that's in the fucking final table or something. Is that no, is that, that what I read or am I not? No, not just the final table. I played him heads up. I know you said that shootout. Yeah, and I lost. And I lost. <laughs> we I think we have Angel back. Angel, you back yeah. with us? Listen I am back you. now. Thank you so much. It was wow. it. And you got this sexy voice. This lady has the sexiest voice I ever heard in my life. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, Peter DC would, would go broke with this chick. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. Fuck Vows or whatever your name is. I know who you are, man. I don't understand how you have a voice like that. Does anybody ever say, like, Brandon, do you ever go jack off to the Fuck Vows voice after you do radio with her? <laughs> I mean, I'm being serious, right? Um, I, I mean, I'm gonna be honest and say I have not. She's as probably sexy too. Like, oh, I'm looking at a picture, but she's I'm looking at I'm looking at a picture right now. Has the best voice I ever heard. I'm looking I mean, at a picture. You know what? I, I just I just realized something here. Uh, since we probably can't take phone calls tonight. Well, no. I, what happened was, Druff. <coughs> I don't know if it was the computer, just Skype. As soon as I, as soon as I disconnected everybody. And disconnected Skype and re-logged in. Everything was fine. Okay. And then that's when everyone started calling in. And yeah, listen, bad guy. I, bad guy, we're going to let you go because we got to move on to other segments. But oh, we'll man. Well, listen. All right. These guys have no one to prank tonight. That's all I do, man. I just yell at people. Bad guy. Ross has the sexiest voice ever. Bad guy. Next week. Is our last week of of having an abnormal schedule for radio, but after that we will be here every Tuesday at seven p.m. The three of us. So uh, Tuesdays. Yeah, Tuesday's the new. Uh, yeah, Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, Tuesday is the new day. We we're doing it Monday because of the World Series right now, but but usually it's Tuesday, including next week, Tuesday at seven o'clock. Uh, hey, listen, you guys fucking are killing that guy. And that's all we need to know. Listen, you've been uh, a fixture. You got, got fucked vows. You can't lose with that chick. Bad guy did the most. Listen to her to say something. Okay, so before we go, the reason you went to prison was because of the uh, child support. No, I didn't go to prison. I wasn't really in prison, dude. I was not in prison, but I can go to prison. I, anybody want to lend me two grand? Somebody got. website. What do you have, bro? No, I'm kidding around, man. I love you guys, man, and I I, I love that you guys fucking did this the right way and this is how it should be I mean it's the same radio show and you got fuck vows on here which is which is even better you got a sexy voice okay. I mean thank you uh, bad guy we'll, uh, we'll be happy to hear from you in future weeks thank yeah. you for calling glad to have you back okay. and uh, still patiently waiting sorry about that I was really 
So I'll start it with uh, calling China to check on them, and about three other people just called. <laughs> China, you still with us, buddy? Yeah. Anyhow, uh, as I stated earlier, we are going to go down to the Rio after the radio station closes for the evening in about, uh, I don't know, maybe an hour or so and change and meet Slim T. And I think John Stamos is going to be meeting up with us. He's listening right, right now. Yes, as well. Uh, yeah. you, uh, you in for the night, China? You want to come down to the Rio? What, what are you doing? Uh, give me a call after radio. And, uh, okay. We'll go from there. I'm actually playing... Playing a few good games right now, but um, yeah, more than likely I'll, I'll head over. All right. And you got anything? You got anything else that you want to talk about? Any uh, thing interesting that's happened since you've been in Vegas the last five days or so? Um, oh, I got a couple of quick stories. Um, all right, I was driving to CVS the first day I was here. I think I sent you the video. Um, so I was, I was driving down the street. I pull up. I see there's a bike accident. It must have happened like. Literally, like, 20 seconds before I pulled up, some guy wiped his bike out. The bike went under a car, took the two front wheels out. Uh, he was up walking around. I was like, wow, that's fucked up. So I pull up to the CVS, and I see this Mexican guy come running out. And then I see this big white guy chasing him. White guy tackles him, tries to get tries to get something he stole from there, beats the shit out of him. I mean, I just pull up, and I'm just watching this. I'm like, what the fuck? So I pulled out my camera. And, uh, you know, I just, I got the end of it recorded, just screaming at the guy, but it just turns out he was, um, undercover security at CBS, and, you know, he was just chasing the guy down, and I went, I went in, bought some shit, get up to the counter, I'm like, did you guys even call the cops? And the girl was like, oh, no, that's standard for this neighborhood. I was like, oh, okay. Um, other than that, not too much, uh, not too much, nothing Didn't too much. did busted either. in the, uh... 2506, Max, you had Joseph Chong next to you, didn't you, former November Niner? Yeah, I uh, actually busted, I actually knocked him out uh, in a hand. It's kind of an interesting hand because I was in a small blind and Chung had 300 chips and I had 100 chips in the pot and he was all in, but for some reason I only thought he had 200 chips. So I called 100 and then they forced me to put another 100 in and then the big blind raised me and he had a big pair. He had, like, aces or something. And I had 5-7 offsuit, and the flop came 4-6, queen, and I got the 8 on the turn. So I wound up knocking Chung out and delivering that guy a bad beat because um, I was unsure of how many chips Chung had in. Instead of asking, I just put in the 200, and I had to put in the other 100, and then I called the other bet because the pot odds. So, yep, uh... Knocked, knocked Mr. Chung out. I mean, he was a very nice guy to play with. Really cool guy. Nice, nice. Well, listen, good luck to you tomorrow. I'll, I'll let you know when we're all meeting or where we're meeting at the rear after the show's over. Maybe we'll see you down there, buddy, okay? Yeah, I hope to see you tonight, China. You know what? Uh, if I don't, uh, hopefully you and I tomorrow will uh, we'll have our good tournament this year. I know uh, both of us have uh, had disappointing World Series so far, me more than you, but... Uh, uh, hopefully tomorrow will be it for both of us, and we'll have first and second in this uh, for sure. weekend we'll limit. Do. Hope. Yeah, that would be nice if we can uh, both at least get a cash under our belt off this turn. Yeah, at the very least. Yeah. All right. Okay. Talk All to right, you soon, good, buddy. Have a good night, guys. And that was China Maniac. And we have Angel back again. And again, and, guys, uh, I, you know, maybe, I, maybe it's time you think for our contest. Yeah, yeah, I was just thinking the same thing. 
Um, okay. Yeah, there's Skype. Can we get callers for that? Yes, so Skype. Here's, here's the contest. Uh, hopefully, we can get a caller. Otherwise, we'll uh, we'll find some other way to have a contestant. Maybe call someone or whatever. Okay. Or something in the chat room. But uh, here's the phone number again: seven zero two four seven five. Five four six seven seven zero two four seven five limp. If you want to play dandruff trivia for ten bucks, go ahead and do so. The Skype seems to be working now. After I uh, okay, we already have we have two calls. I'm going to go with the first. By the one way, congratulations to Renegade for winning the tournament. And he'll get uh, forty bucks. And awesome, uh, good job. All right, caller, you are on the Druff Drexel Dowell Show. Who are you? Who are we speaking with? It's hockey guy. Hey, hockey guy. How are you, bud? Hey, Rocky. Hey. You sound a little despondent. Everything okay? Yeah, you seem unhappy. What's wrong? Yeah. Talk well, to no, us. Well, I ran out of beer, so... Oh, okay, well... <laughs> no, I, I, I know Canada, in Canada, they, they really love their beer. So when they're, when they're out of beer, when they can't drink in Canada, they're very unhappy. So. <laughs> well, hockey guy, are you ready to play Do You Know Dan Druff or Not? Trivia. Well, yeah, sure, why not? Wait, 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 wait. That's, wait, not, wait, wait. Really, that's not really no, enthusiastic. Here. Is, is that why you called in? It sure is, yeah. Okay, well, then you got to be more excited about the dandruff trivia. All right, so, so okay, this is a trivia game. You have to get four out of six right. You will answer the question first. It's a multiple-choice question, each of them. There's all six questions. And after you answer, before I reveal the correct answer, we will ask the two co-hosts, Drexel and Vowels, for their opinion, and then I will reveal the answer. And if you get four right, you win ten bucks. If you don't get four right, then we roll it over to next week. These are things I've revealed at some point on the forums or on the radio over the years. Uh, how long have you been listening to the show, either here or on other sites? Uh, I was kind of a lurker at at the other sites, and I listen to radio once in a while. Okay, well... Usually archived stuff. Okay, well, you may have to do some guessing here, but that's a good thing about multiple choice. Well, think of it as beer money. (laughs) Okay, so so here is question number one. It's uh, a question of, of an uplifting story from the 1970s. In the 1970s, I came extremely close to death. This is the true story. But I one-outed myself into survival. <laughs> what happened to me? A. I was involved in a major airline crash where only me, my mother, and two other people survived. B. In the 1994 North, Northridge earthquake in the Los Angeles area, it caused the ceiling above my bed to collapse, but I happened to be staying overnight with a new girl that night and was not home. C. I had a trip planned and a ticket for Flight 11 on September 11, 2001 from Boston to Los Angeles, but I canceled the trip two weeks beforehand because my mother was having surgery. And D, I appeared to be a certain miscarriage, but miraculously turned around and survived after a staggering amount of blood loss. Which of these four things... Which of these four things happened to me in the 1970s? Okay, considering you said it was happened in the 70s, and that's when we were born, I'll say that uh, about your miscarriage one. Yeah, so you're going to go with D. What do you say, Drexel? I'm going with the earthquake, and the that earthquake. is my final answer. Okay. And what about you, Vowels? I, uh, I liked the airplane story, but I, I have to go with the earthquake as well. You know, uh, he's right about something. I screwed up the question. I said in the yes. 1970s, and then I said... The and then you said 9-11. 
No, I don't know. 9-11 and the 94 earthquake. I shouldn't have put the 70 oh. seconds away. Oh, great. Right. He's right. It was a miscarriage. Oh, good, good for you. Oh, wow. Good job. In 1971... We need a pause. Yeah, in the 1971, <laughs> around, uh, around uh, August, uh, there was a staggering amount of blood loss that was almost wow. certainly a miscarriage to where it looked highly unlikely that the fetus that my mother was carrying would survive. <laughs> very, very unlikely. I don't remember this post. Was this post even before my days? No, no, was this was on the radio I mentioned it. Okay, I mentioned really it in an episode of my, uh, uh, on my birthday we happened to be doing You know, I think I kind of remember, but somebody was playing with chips and other things, and I don't think I heard the whole story. But okay. Uh, yeah, my, my mom actually had a miscarriage before me, and I was the first child. So she had no children yet, had a miscarriage, got pregnant a second time, and just like the first one, massive blood loss, and it looked like the second child was gone. And uh, she went to the doctor. The doctor said, good news, you have not lost the baby yet, despite the blood loss that you know, would make it seem very likely. It's actually still here. But uh, it, it's on its way out. The chance of the fetus of survival is very, very small. But we have some pills that we can give you that had just come out of the market that were just approved that uh, were known to stop miscarriages. But there wasn't much known about them, and they were later banned. But my mom took the pills, and it stopped the bleeding, and I recovered. Wow. And the, what, but, what was but, that pill? Uh, I forget the name of it, but it, it, it may have been the pill that saved my life. It may have just been me that saved myself, or I, I don't know what the hell happened, but uh, with the amount of blood that was lost and with the similarity of the previous miscarriage and the, you know, the way the doctor had it from his examination, it was, uh, it was determined that my chance of surviving there was tiny. So wow. I, I one-outed surviving a miscarriage. Well, congratulations to you, to your mother, and to Hockey. For uh, I'm glad he ran out of beer when he did because he was able to logic his way through that question. Yeah, and, and by the way, the uh, uh, Benjamin should be congratulated for this too. He wouldn't exist either if it was that that had happened. Uh, right. So okay, uh, that was a poorly written question. I apologize for that. <laughs> Freepy and, and my co-host still got it wrong. Yeah. Uh, What's what interesting is I actually, I don't know if you've seen this on Facebook. Facebook had these little, like, trivia things where you could do trivia things about yourself, and people did this, like, a few years is ago. Is that the thing where you got, like, coins or something, or one of those I, things? I don't remember, but the, yeah. there was something where you could make, like, a self-trivia game. So this question was actually in that self-trivia game on, on my Facebook back then, and my girlfriend, Benjamin's mother here, she took that test just, like, in the first week she was talking to me. And this is, like, the only one she got wrong. And she actually put about the earthquake. She thought it was the earthquake, too. I'm sorry. I just have to read this. Muck Fike out of the chat said that Todd was one of two eggs battling it out in the womb. He beat the other heads up and limit home. <laughs> and they're in the right to be inseminated. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's so, cute. That's cute. Uh, so here's, here's number two. This one's not about death. But uh, okay. it is something from... Deep in my past. Which famous athlete did I grow up with and come over to his house on several occasions? A. Derek Jeter. B. Brett Favre. C. Andy Pettit. Another Yankee. Or D. Pete Sampras. Which of these four? Uh, hockey guy, go ahead and answer first. Wow. Um, okay, this is a total guess. I'm going to say the last one. Pete Sampras. Okay, what do you say, Val? Pete Sampras. I have no idea. I'm going with B. 
Okay, you're gonna go with Brett Favre. I think Pete, Pete Sam's, I think, from California, so that's why I'm saying. Yeah, that's okay. I, oh, I'm going to yeah, say there, uh, Brandon. My logic's going to be definitely not Brett Favre, Deep South. Derek Jeter, uh, he's not, yeah, he's in the clubs with the colors. And what was the third one? <laughs> Andy Pettit was the C. Yeah, Andy Pettit, uh, he's about your age, but uh, he's a Texas boy. And hockey guy is right, Pete Sampras does live with uh, that blonde former actress. I can't think of her name, but uh, she's pretty hot in L.A. So I will go with D, Pete Sampras. That's correct. It is Pete Sampras. Pete Sampras lives very close by to me. He's only about nine months older than me, and uh, I I was not close friends with him, but uh, I I was semi-friendly with him uh, in the past, uh, and I I haven't talked to him in decades, but uh, I even went to his house and uh, played, like, touch football with him sometimes. So... That's too bad. I was hoping it was Brett. Favre. What's his wife's name? The blonde model or or actress? Uh, I'm forgetting. I mean, yeah. Bridget something, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. think. Okay. All right. So, so he's I, too what is funny though? He dropped out of high school, and uh, he did all these like stay in school public service announcements, and no one ever knew that he didn't stay in school. He actually dropped out of high school to pursue his tennis career, and he was not even that good of a... He was a very good tennis player there, and he's definitely the best one in, in the city, but he didn't look like someone who, who was going to become a huge tennis pro, but uh, he developed further over the years and became the best server in tennis, and uh, yeah, he had a great career. So anyway, he made the right decision dropping out of school. Also, because he was actually one of my classes in school, and the guy was just, he wasn't a very good student, let me put it that way. He, was not gonna make, he wasn't going to make a lot of money with his mind, so he was smart to drop out and do the thing he was really good at, which is play tennis. And uh, he, didn't, he didn't make the dean's list, in other words. No, no. So, so... Number three. Before I start number three, um, and you know, since we're talking about athletes, you know, my, to my two co-hosts here, thinking of me as a kid, you know, Bam! Just like that. The father is to it. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> a little bit late. Sky fell. <laughs> Another ill-time sound effect. Okay, so to my two co-hosts here, thinking of me as a kid, oh, I know neither of you knew me then. What are you doing? That's not even... Paul Jack's about the TV, sitting here with uh, World Series of Poker (laughs) PR guy at WSP. This is a problem with a 10-year-old laptop. Sometimes these waves that I have just lined up start playing. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. This is another reason doing my sound card work. Uh, Would you picture as a child or even as a preteen, would you picture me as a good athlete? Thinking back, you know, of you, how you know me now. Well, I'm going to guess since you were playing touch football with uh, Sampras, you probably had some athletic ability. What about you, Brandon? I'm, I mean, just based on knowing you, stories of skiing and other physical activities that you've done, I'd say that you were a decent athlete. Yes. Okay. I, I, yeah, I was an average athlete. I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't good. I wasn't bad. Yeah, but there were, there, for the most part, there wasn't anything I really excelled in. But I, I wasn't like the the terrible guy that you didn't want on your team. I was kind of like the the middle guy, who was okay. Anyway, um, so here's number three. While I was never a great athlete as a kid, I was better than you would probably expect. Which accomplishment did I manage playing organized sports as a child? I did have one accomplishment, sports-wise. A. Led my little league in hits and RBIs in both 1982 and 1983. B. Led my city AYSO league in fewest goals allowed as goalie from 1979 to 1981. C. 
led my youth, youth basketball league in three-pointers from 1980 to 1982. And D, since we talked about Pete Sampras in the last question, until 1984 was considered the second best youth tennis player in my city behind Pete Sampras. So, uh, Hockey Eye, which one do you think is the correct answer? Okay, I'm going to I'm gonna definitely... The one about Pete Sampras is bullshit. <laughs> if, if you were the second best tennis player, you'd have known Pete Sampras really well. And by the way, his wife's name thanks to one-time... Bridget Wilson. Tubbs at Bridget Wilson. I, yeah, I just got a message. So... You're a big baseball fan, so I'm gonna. What was the second one? That YOS. What what sport is the, that? The first one was the, was the uh, le- leading the baseball. The, the baseball one about the hits and RBIs leading the league for two years. Second one was for, also for two years that I uh, had the fewest goals allowed as goalie from '79 to '81. No, in, in, uh, in hockey. Of course, you think hockey being from Canada. No, uh, from in soccer. Oh, soccer. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why AOS always. Not, it's not, it's not, it's not, not a real sport then. Yeah, and, and see, it was, see it was a basketball thing where I, uh, leading the league in three pointers from 1980 to 1982. Yeah, well, you're a big baseball fan, so I'm going to say the, the baseball one, the first one. You're going to say the leading the little league in RBIs and hits in 82 and 83. What about you, Vowles? I I tend to agree, although I think it could have been the soccer, but I, I'm going to go with baseball. Okay, what about you, Brandon? I'm going with tennis. You thought I was the second-best youth tennis player. Well, the hockey guy is correct. I was full of shit on that. I was never that great at tennis. Uh, the correct answer, none of you got. It is the fewest goals allowed from 79 to 81 in my AYSO league. I was a great goalie for those two years and uh, only didn't continue playing and maybe becoming a big soccer star. Probably not, but uh, only didn't continue playing because I got sick the next year uh, just for like a week when they were uh, choosing who the goalie would be. And when I, I came back from being sick and I said, okay, I'm the goalie, they go, no, you're not. This guy's the goalie. And I couldn't convince the coach as a nine-year-old kid that I should be the goalie. And I never wow, These questions are hard, Jeff. I know they are. I've, wow. I've, well, he's, he's two for three so far. They're unfair. He's on, he, you're yeah, on pace but, to win. But you're doing good, though. You're on pace to win, two out of three. Okay, 19, in 1989, this is number four, I had a number of firsts in my life. I'm going to list four things that happened to me for the first time in 1989. First blowjob. That actually did not happen. Uh, oh, okay. But only three of them are true. So of these four, three of them did happen to me for the very first time in my life in the year 89. And then one of them either didn't happen in 89 or was not the first time. So you were 16 or 17? I was 17. Yeah, I went 16 at the beginning of the year. Right. A, had sex for the first time. B, had my first cavity. You covered all this on radio before? Yeah. I don't remember any of this. Well, you guys Me got either. A, okay. A had okay, sex for the, the first time. Okay. B had my first cavity. C got into my first fist fight. And D got my first speeding ticket. Jesus. These are hard, Ruff. I, I These are way too hard. Way too hard. Okay, so I guess I know myself too well. They seem easy to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, so which which of these did not happen for the first time in my life in that year? And just I, I don't know if this is even a choice. Muck Ficon is just offering first time you got a sound card to work. <laughs> 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 Muck Ficon's on a roll tonight. 
you know, you know what? I, I actually, I actually got a sound card to work pretty early. It's, it's, the, the hard question would be when's the last time I can get a sound card to work. Right. <laughs> but yeah, he's really funny tonight for sure. Uh, so which which one hockey guy do you think didn't happen for the first time in '89 of those four? Okay. Um, geez, I I remember you talking about the first time he got laid. So I mean, seventeen. Okay, I'll go with that one. Do you th- you think I got laid some other time, not when not in '89 for the first time? Shit, I, it was either '89 or no. Yeah, whatever. I'll go with that one. I'll go with that one. Okay, what about you, Vels? Yeah, I'm going with the sex as well. Okay, so you're you're all, and just to be clear here, you think that this is when I was not my first. You're saying? Correct. Okay, and what about? Okay, well, just knowing you said '89, that would make you somewhere around 16 to 17. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with traffic ticket. Yeah, I thought about that one too. That's probably a good guess. You guys are unfortunately all incorrect. The thing oh, okay. that did not happen for the first time in 1989 for me was getting my first fist fight. I actually had fist fights before that year. I did, in fact, I don't have. I didn't have any fist fights in '89. And the other things all happened for the first time for me in '89. First cavity, first speeding ticket, and I lost my virginity that year too. So that uh, I, I have mentioned these things either in posts or on the radio. I'm sorry, these are difficult, but wow. uh, you're still alive here, hockey guy. I, like I don't even know you. There's the two yeah. final questions. I know. Right. I feel like I don't know you. Very I'm a stranger to everybody. So now he has to get the next four right. The next two right. He's two for four right now. Oh, okay. okay. You got to get four out of six. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You have an okay. easier one. I hope. Here's another. You know, since we talked about having sex for the first time, let's uh, another sexual question. Of the girls I've had sex with in my lifetime. Oh, by the way, Bukowski in the chat is saying that Judon did challenge you to a fight in '87. That was in between his banging beach bunnies. <laughs> he had to make extra time for me. Right, so, uh, um, of the girls I had sex with in my lifetime, what percentage did I first meet through the phone or the computer in some way? So, I, I have met a lot of girls. You know, a large percentage of the girls I've had sex with are ones that I either got to know over the phone or got to know over the computer and then talked to over the phone. I, that, that seems to be where I do my best work, where I can talk to girls on the phone for like hours and then uh, you know, I can make them fall for me enough to where when we actually go out, I've like already done all the hard work. Okay. And then it's pretty easy from that point forward. By the way, again, Bukowski is claiming balls because you know, he knows all this stuff and he's saying that he's claiming this is made up, that he doesn't remember any of these and he is the... Walking image media. Uh, the walking image library is doubting yes. me. Yes. He's calling foul on the content. Because he's only three for four, and he knows the guy knows everything. But. Well, like, three for four is pretty good, though. No. I mean, that's, you, you bat 750 in yeah. baseball, you'll be a high, Hall of Famer. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. uh, so here's the percentages. You have to guess which percentage is the percentage that I've had sex with that I met either through the computer or phone. A, 100%. B, 82%. C, 67%? Or D, 50%? So it's at least 50%. Now are we talking California sixes here? Or? They, they can be anything. They could be beautiful, <laughs> ugly, middle, whatever. They, it's just Any girl that I've had sexual intercourse with, what percentage of them did okay, I meet the computer or through the phone? Wow. 50, 67, 82, or 100? It's at least 50. Oh, 
Holy fuck! <laughs> <laughs> and he, he has to get this to stay in the game, right? Jesus, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out what those numbers. How many women you would have had sex with? Eighty-two <laughs> percent. How big that's of a flat was he? Yeah, the two. If that's strange. Oh, is somebody going to help me in chat or what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, know, you should get one lifeline from Bukowski. Absolutely. No, I'll let him consult the chat. That's fine, since this is a hard uh, trivia contest. I think you should get one lifeline from Bukowski. Read the question one more time. Read the question one more time, Druff, so the chat can all put in the response. Of the girls I've had sex with in my lifetime, what percentage did I first meet through the phone or computer in some way? 100, 82, 67, or 50? <laughs> That's a crazy question. <sighs> and you've said this before, Druff, the actual percentage. You sat down and figured it out. No, but I'm saying, have you said this on radio before or in a, or in a post? Uh, I don't remember. Okay, but you have at some point made that said. I, I've talked about this before, but okay. it, it's possible I didn't give the exact percentage or something, so I, I guess this is one that uh, definitely... You just have to be... You just have to kind of figure it out. Yeah, yeah okay. okay. All right, well, the chat I'll has... Give one hint. There's a trick to... You can eliminate at least one answer by uh, thinking about it carefully. Well, I don't think it's 100, and I don't think it's 50. So that leaves 67 and 82. And to, to give me the 82% would be somebody would have to do some math. Well, you'd have to do math for 67%. You'd have to figure out a funny number. So 67, that's 2 out of every 3. So 82 is a funny number. So I'm going to say 82. You say 82. What about you, Vowels? I gotta say, I have no freaking idea, but uh, I'm going with 50. 50? Okay, what about you, Brandon? I'm gonna go with, uh, was it 67? Is that what you said? And also, and, and also, I wanna give a shout out before you answer to BCR in the chat, who just uh, found a link uh, of a post you made a long time ago about yeah. August 6th, 1989, the day yeah. a boy became uh -huh. a man. That's true. I, it wasn't quite as uh, advanced as Menachem at age 12. But yeah, 67 <laughs> is my answer, and shout out to BCR. 67 is your answer. Okay, the answer, hockey guy, you're really good at this game. It is 82%. Wow. Wow. Jesus. Hockey, you are amazing. The reason you it would not, the prize. The reason it would not be 100 if you thought about it is because I've told a story about Benjamin's mother that I met her in college, and it was not meeting her through the phone or uh, computer. So she is one of them, one of the 18% that... Uh, was not met through that way, but uh, well, that's why that's why I knew it wasn't a hundred. Wait, well, I'm looking at this photo bucket picture. I don't even know if I should be reading this, but are you, have you seen this in the chat? It's local boy becomes a mandruff. Do you know what I'm referring to? <laughs> Let me see. Last night, against all odds, a local <laughs> youth toddled Thomas lost his virginity to a young lady he met on a phone sex chat line. Would tell a 17 known to his friends as Vanilla Hebe 
is a local computer whiz kid and aspiring rapper? Accounts of the liaison are sparse. Reports say there was an audible grunt followed by a shrieking scream and that the episode lasted about 30 seconds. What is this from, Druff? I don't know. It's, uh, Did you click on it? Apparently it's an L.A. Times clipping from... Uh, Monday, August seventh, nineteen eighty nine. BCR posted the link. Did you actually click up, click on this link? Yeah, I did. I'm reading it right now. Vanilla Heave, huh, Jeff? That's uh, now you know where Never Heave got his name. <laughs> is it so. true? So anyhow, so this is it. Get it right, and he wins. Hockey guy, if you miss it, uh, that's right. You're done. It's I, all. I have to say, as, as difficult as these questions have been, I think we should give it to him just for getting what he's gotten yeah, right he, now. I mean, yeah, he's done really well here for. Uh, he has done well, but if he gets disqualified by the last question, that's just going to be unfair. Well, but the, okay, I agree. He has done well, but in the spirit of knowing who Druff is, Druff never gives away any freebies. You got to earn every penny from him. We'll, so. have, to, we'll have to see what happens. Yes, exactly. Uh, number like six. <laughs> number six. What year? Did I play my first hand of Limit Hold'em? Oh, for fuck. <laughs> <laughs> now, I know this, this one for sure has been posted on uh, on forums before. I know I've posted this and, and referred to it several times. So this this one you can't accuse me of uh, never revealing in the past. A, 1999. B, 2000. C, 2001. Oh. D, 2003. You couldn't give me one 1979, 1986, 2012, and let me, yeah, I didn't, oh, for fuck's sake. Oh, I better go look at the chat by the way, I love the people in the chat that were not giving me enough credit. Like they're they're saying that over under of the number of girls I've had sex with lifetime is four point five. It's not even close. <laughs> it's not even close. Like, where do they get that? I'm not going to be eighty percent with uh, five out of six. Five out of six would be eighty-two percent. So, right? No, eighty-two percent is not five out of six. Yeah, sure it is. Nope. Is eighty three percent? Oh, way out. Okay. Okay. What were the years again? Ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand one, or two thousand three. Huh. Ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand one, or two thousand three. Oh yeah, I'll say two thousand one. Two thousand one. Sure. Well, you know, after all the good answers you gave... Oh, but don't we get to guess, or is it just over? Oh, okay. yeah, so go ahead and guess. Well, right. that's kind of anticlimactic now. You've kind of indicated <laughs> that he played great, and he just came up a tad bit short. After all the good answers you gave, I'm sorry to say that you're the winner of $10! Wow! Oh, my God! Oh, that was a Rick Ashley. That was a Rick roll. You won hockey. Oh. You won, buddy. No, it's actually like an American Jesus Christ, that's like the hardest contest I think we've ever had on fucking any form of radio before, Druff. I can't believe he actually got four out of six here. It's amazing. That is incredible. I should, I should, I should be mad because I just got fucking slow rolled. I mean, you should uh, you should be the Dandruff historian. If, I, if my biographies are written, I think I'll have you write it because... Uh, How the hell did you know that last one? How did I know that? Yeah. I guess, obviously. 
Oh, oh my God. It's unbelievable. Well, it's lucky, too, but... Uh, yeah, very good. Four out of six. So, you know, go ahead and PM me with uh, your information to receive the $10. And uh, it was oh, hard earned. Just send him a 12-pack. You just put that in the uh, free roll next week. Oh, this for a free roll. Oh, thank wow. you. Wow. Everybody seems to be so generous and loving and kind on this side. It's very, very nice. It's touching. Yeah. And, Jeff, that, those are some hard questions, man. They were some hard questions. You know, now that now that I, like, read them and heard everybody's reaction, I'm like, wow, I wrote some pretty hard questions there. Like, I, I actually feel good that he won, especially because I would have felt bad if I tortured him with terrible questions that are just so hard, and then he lost because it just wasn't a very fair contest. But here, here he won despite the difficulty. It's like That's what I can't believe. It's like a teacher that gives a test that's way too hard, but then the student gets an A, and they're like, well, the, the test couldn't have been that hard then. Well, hockey guy, I think you've ruined it for everybody. (laughs) Now we all have to endure these uh, games again. (laughs) These hard questions. And hockey guy, also, uh, thank you for uh, the free roll that you put on for uh, the uh, U.S. Open. That was very kind of you as well. Yeah. Yeah, He he sponsored a free roll that we had, Jeff. I'm sure you remember. Yeah. So, anyway... uh, Thank you for playing, Hockey Guy. And uh, by the way, I see in the chat, Crow Diddley says, uh, more of a druff bragging game than a, than a trivia game, am I right? Yeah. I, I wouldn't say yeah, it was a druff bragging game. I, I'm not, I'm not going to write a trivia contest that makes fun of me or, or puts me down, but uh, you know, I wasn't trying to brag with the, uh, with the gender of trivia. Just, uh, anyway. Um, well... Thank you for playing, and uh, let's see. I mean, we have one other story here I definitely want to cover tonight before the show ends. This is a, a story that actually came out today in poker. Hockey guy, is there any, uh, am I disconnecting you? or <laughs> I don't know. What the I mean, you can hang oh, on if you want. Oh, yeah. Did you want, do you want to stay on the line, buddy? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get off the line here, and I'll just listen to you on the radio. Okay. Thank you, hockey guy. Thanks for calling in and playing Great and everything job. else, bud. Good job. Thanks. Very good job, hockey guy. Okay, so... Okay. This happened today, I think. If it didn't happen today, it was reported today. This is from Ray Hansen, who uh, made it very deep in the World Series main event one year and uh, made uh, a lot of good tournament scores and is also a good cash player. I bad beat him heads up in the limit hold'em shootout last year to move on to day two. Ray Hansen wrote the following. Wow, playing WSOP live action... He's referring to the cash games. Some guy walks up to a seat that a player is away from and says, my friend wants me to cash him out, and makes off with like 50K. Obviously, by the time the guy comes, obviously by the time the guy comes back from the table, the culprit was long gone. They are taking reports from everyone, but say he's responsible for his own money. And then he went on to tweet a little bit later, asking about the robbery at the Rio last night. No, the players in the game didn't stop him. Unbelievable. I wasn't at the table, but I was a few tables over. Obviously, the story has probably been exaggerated, but that's what I've heard right away. I'm sure the World Series of Poker live-action floor staff will be able to find out who it was, and I'm sure he will be caught, but he he did get away last night. So, it's unbelievable that this could happen. I I don't... I, I blame the other players a little bit, but it's not really the responsibility. It's the responsibility of the dealer to say, whoa, 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 whoa. Who are you, and why are you picking up this guy's chips? You can't do that. It's against the rules here. I don't care if he wants you to cash him out. Tell him to come back and cash himself out. But the dealer just let him stroll up, grab 50 k worth of chips, and say, hey, my friend wants me to cash him out. And everybody just, just sat there, apparently, and let's do it. 
and then the guy probably just walked out of the room and couldn't believe his good fortune. Uh, the rumors are that it was a German guy who pulled this. And I'm surprised that the Rio's initial attitude about this, at least from the reports I'm getting, are that uh, tough luck, you have to watch your own money. Because poker is different than something like blackjack or any of these other pit games in that you can't just get up and take your money when you feel like taking your money if you want to stay in the game. So if you have to go to the bathroom and you don't want to leave the game for good, you are forced to leave your money on the table, which means you have to have some sort of expectation of good security there that will protect your chips. And they definitely... Wait, so the guy that got robbed was a German guy? Is that what you're saying? Or, or the, the guy... Tell me one more time. I'm sorry. Both. I'm not sure which it was. I, I heard it was actually uh, a German guy who did it, but I've also heard some rumors that it's a German guy who uh, was a victim. So maybe it was both. How do they know he was German? Did he have a fake accent? That was a fail. But yeah, that that's very very odd. I don't. Uh, well, I mean, what do you think? Who do you blame for this, Jeff? You think well, I blame the no, I, I, well, I yeah. blame the criminal first. Yeah, but, obviously. Uh, but uh, aside from this, you blame the Rio. You can't blame the guy who has to go to the bathroom or leave the table for a little bit that he doesn't take his chips with him because I've, oft, I've often wondered about that. Um, not not as much anymore because I, you know when I do play, I play mainly limit or mixed games. But <clears throat> when I used to play. No limit prim- primarily, and you know, this is a long time ago. You know, I would commonly leave back in the day five, you know, some, I mean, a few times upwards of ten or more thousand dollars in bills on a table, and then I started getting a little bit more smarter. And then when I would leave, I'd take the money with me to the restroom. And you know, for for those who who don't know, um, you know, in Las Vegas and just about every poker my plane, uh, you know, people. Can it sometimes be particular about that in terms of removing cash, especially if you have a wad of bills, um, because some people are unethical and they'll get up and use a restroom and they will take the cash off the table and sometimes they'll peel a couple hundred off or just, you know, you just never know. But it's basically it's accepted. I don't even think it's, you know, you may be able to fill me on the rule better than I would even know, but it's never happened to me where I've gone to a, to use a restroom or left a, a poker game with chips there, and I've been told I couldn't take my cash off as long as as I put the same amount back when I returned, and as well as no one's ever counted down the amount of money I was leaving with. So, like you know, when I used to play ten, twenty, and a limit at the Bellagio, it's very common, and it still is now for people to take their cash off the table, whether it be to go to the restroom, or go eat real fast, or even go walk around. Um, but I've always also wondered what the liability is to, for the casino. And I guess they, I, you know I, I've always figured there really was none. If whether it was a player or just someone walking by ended up jacking that money, um, I don't know, Druff. I think that they Anyone? should have to have liability. I don't know if they do, but they should because of the situation that it is not really your choice to not take the money with you. That you're just the rule is in poker in live poker rooms everywhere. Sometimes they'll let you get around it if you take the money and then come back with it. But the actual rule is just about everywhere. You have to leave the money on the table. You can't take money off the table unless you're leaving the game for good. So, uh, given that that's the rule, and it's different than like blackjack where you're not forced to leave your chips on the table, and you're making the choice to do so. Uh, since here. 
you're not making the choice to do so. They've made it for you. I would think there has to be a level of security that you are trusting your money with them. And uh, they should be responsible if something happens to it. Uh, I don't know if they actually are or if that's what the law is, but uh, um, that's what it should be. And if Harris wants to act ethically about this, they should, especially... It's not like they did everything they could to stop it. It's not like the dealer said, hey, stop that, and the guy just took off running and then got past security and, you know, just bolted out of there. And they're like, look, we tried, but we failed. No one said anything to stop it. The dealer didn't call the floor man. Nothing. And the guy just said, hey, I'm cashing out for my friend. Everyone's like, oh, okay. Takes the money, walks off. He didn't even have to run. He actually walked off, the guy. Hmm. And, and got away with it. So... Uh, I don't know if he'll eventually be caught, but that's a huge failure on the part of Harris to allow this to happen. And all the dealer has to say is, hey, no, you can't do that. And I, I have a feeling the guy then would not grab the money and run, because that's even a lot more risky. Then the, the dealer could call out security, and they could tackle the guy and put him in jail, and he'll be in jail for a long time. Uh, here, if he says, hey, I'm just getting it for my friend, the dealer says no, then he says, oh, okay, never mind, and walk away. And I, he could even have an excuse if they figure out what he's pulling and says, hey, wait a minute, you know, this guy's not your friend. Hey, you don't know this guy. And he, he could say, oh, I'm sorry, that's the wrong table. Like, there's a lot of different excuses. Or, oh, someone else told me to go do, get this for them, and I didn't know. Well, like, as long as he didn't actually take the money, there's not much that could be done to him other than 86 him from the property. So, but, you know, once they let him take it, so, anyway, it's just uh, it's just another failure on the part of Harris, provided that the story is really what happened. And uh, I would love to know who was the victim, and I'd love to know more details about this. And I think more will come out in the coming days. But I think so, some of this is the problem that they hire a lot of very inexperienced dealers for the World Series. Harris does not pay very much. They also have to hire a lot of dealers. You know, just think of how many dealers they need for all these events and the cash games. So they end up getting some that is very inexperienced and who probably wouldn't have a regular dealing job elsewhere. And uh, you get things like this happening. So, uh, Can we get a follow-up on this and find out if he gets reimbursed? Or? Yeah, I'll be posting about it on the forum. The forum already has a, a thread about this, but I'll be posting, I'll be following up what happens and post about this. But to show you how clueless some of the dealers are, this isn't about a, a matter of security, but yesterday when I played the, uh, the $1,000 No Limit event, and I had that awful hand where I had nines on the board of 10, 9, 8, and got it all in against two queen jacks and a jack eight and, and lost. Uh, I, tr I actually had all these guys covered, even though I was fairly short at the time. I had 3,400 chips. The next guy down had like 3050 chips. The next guy had like 2650, and the next guy had very, very little. So it was a four-way all-in, and I, I had everybody covered, so I didn't bust on that hand. Well, when they were trying to figure... They took forever figuring out how much to give me back. Now, if I have 3450, and the guy who has second in chips at the, uh, in this hand has 3050, it's a no-brainer. I should get 400 back. Isn't it a prerequisite, if you're going to be able to deal, that you can do some of that basic math and do it quickly? It took, I mean, like, I'm not even kidding, it took like five minutes to convince oh the dealer that, 
that I should get 400 back. And I was the one who, who finally said, I, I'm not taking these extra chips. Give it to this guy over here. I, or give it to these guys. Split it up between them. I'm not taking it. It's, uh, it I, I'm owed 400. Not, he was trying to give me like 650 or 700 and or something like that. And I just, everybody kept saying no, no, no. And this dealer was so out of it. He's like, no, no, no. It's because uh, this guy over here had 2650. It is really weird logic about why I should get more than uh, 400 back. And, and uh, I admit it gets a little confusing, given that two people were chopping, or three people were chopping by the end. There's like three people chopping my money, but and, and not all chopping the same because they had different stacks. That that I could see making a mistake and getting confused with. But the, the simplest part is me. The simplest part is if I've got thirty-four fifty and the next guy down has thirty-fifty, you give me four hundred. I mean that's the easiest part to figure out. But it took minutes to convince this guy of it. So. So. Uh was this a young guy? Did he seem like he was incompetent in other ways? No, I mean, he seemed okay till then, but uh, yeah, there's just a lot of dealers here who aren't very good, and that's going to happen when Harris is uh, hiring pretty much anyone who's willing to deal, and there's so many of them, and they have to come up with a very large number of dealers, and they don't pay them that well. You're going to end up with some that uh, just are not very good, and, and so the one that was... Uh, responsible for allowing that money to be taken. Uh, this is an idiot who didn't bother to think, hey, you know, this shouldn't happen. This should never be allowed. You shouldn't let a stranger come up and just grab money off the table with a flimsy excuse. <laughs> but, I mean, 50K, too, it's not even like he hit a one 2 no limit table and grabbed 100 bucks, you know? Like, uh, <laughs> you know, it's like, you grabbed 50,000. Like, you, you, nobody blinks. So, okay, your friend, uh, no problem. So, anyway, that's... Uh, that happened, and we don't have much more information yet, but uh, I will post it on uh, PokerFraudAlert.com, and if, if we have a uh, thread already called Report 50K Jack from Rio Cash Game Table, and uh, that is what happened, and I think I think that's about it as far as uh, the different stories and things we were going to talk about. I think we've pretty much covered everything that... Uh, was there any chance that we were going to get an Iceman call tonight, or was that there, just there a, was a, there was a, a chance, and then, yeah, that's a good question. The Iceman was wavering back and forth. He actually did contact Brandon today. He was wavering back and forth whether he would appear on the show. Uh, at one point, it seemed like a pretty optimistic situation to where I even tweeted that we're going to have him on, even though it wasn't yeah. confirmed. And then he decided not to at this, at, at this time. And I think it might be because the matter may not be over. And he may not want to say anything that uh, could incriminate right. him or make his case worse. So, so especially if there's any kind of criminal charges, which I don't know if there are or not. I'm just saying if there are, then I can especially see why he would not want to go on the radio and talk about it. So he, it was kind was of a thing. There any, was there any specific information about what the uh, sexual harassment, or uh, you even you, you didn't even call it sexual harassment? What was it? What was yeah, the charge? Sexual assault, and he so assault. He admitted, yeah, he admitted so, that that was what he was accused of. He did not say whether it was criminal. No details about what it involved. I mean, if it was just uh, a touch or no, he said he said he didn't do it, but uh, uh, Iceman. Yeah. Hmm. Now, guys, you know, I'm sorry, I have to multitask. I have a lot going on in my life these days. Would either of you mind if I use company time to make a quick uh, on-the-air phone call, kind of like killing two birds with one stone? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Let's see. You know, it's 
so much going on. You just have to try to multitask as best as possible. Hopefully, Skype is going to work here. And yeah. well, that's promising. <laughs> Never been so happy to hear a ring in my life. I know. Hello? Jill? Yes? Hi, it's Brandon. Hey, Brandon. What are you doing? I'm on, ra I'm on the radio station right now. Oh, shit. I forgot. I just got your text. and I, You're at McCarran Airport. You, you need a ride? <laughs> yeah. Well, unfortunately, I would... I, first, let me introduce my two co-hosts, one who you know and met. Bracelet winner Todd Dandruff Wattellis is on the line. Joined by... Okay, I have no clue who that is. Oh, wow. Oh, Joined by uh, Vowels, who is a poker forum veteran and superstar. Uh, real name is Angel. Okay. And we're on <coughs> the radio. I just got your text, but unfortunately, uh, I cannot be at the airport right now. But I'm calling you on the radio. I swear, everybody I know is somehow tied up. It's the damnedest thing. Yeah. So, Jill, you just got in from uh, Colorado. You're here now for the World Series. and uh, Right. Well, sure. We, we had to evacuate for a forest fire. Of course you did. Um, right. Sunday at 3 a.m., and then we got let back into town last night at 8. Well, is this, a, is this a Jill yes. that had a problem with a Venetian? Yes, this is the same Jill. Very good memory. I thought Jill. I was on the air right now. Yeah, you're on the radio station as we speak. It's on the radio station. Yes. I mean, it's the only way I could call you. Yeah, Brandon is busy, but he wanted to call you back and let you know that he's indisposed. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Sounds good. Um, okay. Yeah, are you, everything good? You're, you're oh, landed? I'm not the voucher. No. <laughs> Voucher's only that side. They ran the voucher. Jill. Doesn't have a, so, doesn't okay, have a I'll talk to you. I'll talk to him. I'll talk to him later. Okay, how, how long are you in Vegas for? Awesome, whenever I want to be. I'm staying at the Rio, so... Okay. I'm actually going to yeah. be at the Rio later on tonight. With yeah. Okay, cool, well, yeah. I played Big O, so... Okay, I'll, should I find you at the Big O table? Okay. Okay, cool. Godspeed, sweet princess. All right. Okay, bye. Yeah, God's I'm going to the Rio. <laughs> She's finding no. that voucher. <laughs> they, just, they just always call me and want to get picked up at the airport. I mean... Yeah, what's you do at the airport? You're like a free taxi service. <laughs> <laughs> Will you be introducing her to Slim T later this evening? Uh, yeah, this girl is a very sweet girl, but... Uh, that would be kind of a funny pairing, actually. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. Uh, well, for those of us who have no idea who she is, what, what was the uh, relationship I can, here? I can just picture next week we're going uh, to have Slim T back on the radio. And I'll say... Yeah, you you introduced me to that 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 there girl uh, Jill, and and we go back to her room, and uh, you know she takes off her pants, and I take off mine, and she says, "Where's your voucher?" And I, I don't know, I don't know what's what's that there voucher. Uh, well, I'm not really. Calls up and she wants to ride back to the airport before we're even finished. Jill is on a uh, former podcast that Jeff and I hosted. Jeff, she didn't even know who you were. Wow. Oh, oh, that's, uh, that, that's kind is of. She a porn star? No, she uh, is just a crazy girl. Basically. No, she had uh, she had some problem. She she came to us on uh, a former a different, site uh, radio show we were on yeah. and uh, wanted to tell us a story about uh, 
mistreatment by her former employers, but then when the story came out, it didn't sound that bad. <laughs> that that was the short answer about what occurred with her. And uh, so we were hoping for another story. I don't know what we were hoping for. Brandon just kind of called her out of the blue because she wanted a ride from the airport, and she didn't seem <laughs> happy she was on the radio either. No. She's like, oh, we're on the air? Well, okay, I got to well, go. Well, this can't be yeah. good. She just got here. Well, I'm going to read the text. Brandon, I desperately need a ride to Rio from the airport. <laughs> I have no money. Okay. Oh my <laughs> Call and text back ASP, please. Now, what the first thing that comes to mind is who shows up at the, <laughs> at the airport and you don't even have money for a taxi? That can't be good, can it? What, do you, what are you going to do in Vegas with no money? I mean, do you think all her money is just stashed away for the big O game, Jeff? You know, I... I, I don't know, but I, I was just thinking about tonight. Like, you know, we're going to end the show. We're going to go meet Slim T. We're yes. going to go meet John Stamos and maybe China Maniac. And I was thinking, like, if this Jill, if we met up with her, too, I, I think that I was trying to decide whether it would be entertaining and I'd be happy she was brought along or if it would be one of these things that's entertaining for five minutes. I'm like, oh, crap, why was she brought here? I, I think it's, it's going to be the uh, latter. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, yeah. Have you, have you met her before? Do you remember ever just, uh, I mean, I guess you don't play much at the Venetian. No, I've, I've, ne- I've never met her. Uh, I saw a picture of her. Uh, I've Someone I've never met before. But my only interaction with her was the, on that one previous radio show. And uh, the only lulls that could ensue. See, you know, people come to Vegas, single people especially. You know, and they, they, they want to get lucky. Like, they, they want to... They want guys come to Vegas, and they kind of want to have sex while they're here, especially if they don't have to pay for it. It's like it's like a um, they they feel like they've accomplished something if they come here and had sex with a girl when they weren't really expecting to do so that they didn't have to pay for. There's no accomplishment in paying for a hooker. Yeah, so, sin city, so they want to have a little sin. That makes yeah, sense. So we are, yeah, so we are going to have three single guys there. Actually, not sorry, two single guys. A China maniac has uh, has a girlfriend. But uh, actually, I don't know about Slim T. Maybe he's not single either. I never really asked him. But there would be some lulls here if one of them hooked up with a Jill chick. But now, does this Jill girl have a nice body, big boobs, anything? Yeah. Um. It, it, but yeah, but it's it's she's crazy. Um. <laughs> two days ago, I, I'm just looking now. I didn't even notice this, but she had texted me. And this is the exact text. I'm just, I'm reading it verbatim. It says, "I know you're busy with your two plus two radio show. <laughs> I I just ask, please, if you say you're gonna call me, you need to call, even if you have only 15 seconds to tell me that something came up and you don't have the time. Okay, I promise you, I will thank you for calling and let me know, and then I'll let you go. I don't keep anyone on the phone when they're being courteous to me, saying they can't talk at that time. It's much better than being blown off. Okay. Send this to you right now. No, this was this was like two days ago. I, I didn't even. That, I, you know, that, that kind of sounds like uh, that kind of sounds like that old routine Groucho Marx did of "Hello, I must be going. I can't say I cannot stay." I mean, <laughs> this, I, I'm just reading this, and these are I guess these are the texts that these were two days ago. I hope you didn't forget. I mean, this is someone I didn't hear from since. I don't know, for eight months, and 
she just kind of randomly pops up like in my life texting me weird stuff at weird hours but it goes on I hope you didn't forget about me babe you're a good looking guy sounds like a good lover in theory at this point you're sweet the only area we need to work on is your flakiness it really scares the hell out of me I know but this is something I don't even really know I've met her like here twice and I have the only time we've talked on the, on the phone was the one time when we had her on the radio I, I don't even know if she knows who I am maybe she thinks I'm someone else I know it's how you are but my fragile little heart needs to be treated with care just like me since I'm sort of gun shy and can be really hurt by being forgotten aside from the flakiness as far as I know you're a great guy and very sexy but in my head being flaky to me translates as disinterest and lack of caring about me stupid I, I'm not going to say the guy's name but former poker player she used to have sex with really fucked me big time in the head that stuff that's so very important to me that's is stuff that didn't exist in my relationship with insert poker player that was fucking her in the past I'm probably one of the only generally nice sweet women in the whole entire world I want a guy who really makes an effort to not only make me a priority but who does little things to show me he's thinking about me sweetness really melts my heart not many guys have been nice to me I've been it's kind of sad. I've been deeply hurt so many times. I wish I could prevent it. And then it just goes on. Brandon, hello. Brandon, hello. Are you going to call oh me God. back? Brandon. By the way, I, I, just got, I just got a new idea for uh, a show. Uh, a show name we can have. It leaves out vowels, unfortunately. But uh, we can call the show the Vanilla Heeb and Flaky Dweeb Show. <laughs> That's actually but Dark Stars. I again, the, the thing, I, I, want, I want people to understand, I don't know who this girl is. That's what's, that's what's very... I mean, she knows who you've I am. Never, I, you've met her? I've met her twice. In, I mean, she hasn't lived in Vegas in almost two years. I've met her twice. She's talking as if you made an overture to, you know, meet oh, her. And, and, no, and I never, I never have. I mean, it's very, very odd. And she thinks I do 2 plus 2 radio. I, I mean, I just don't know. I can't put you know, I think I think if I was still single, I could have a steady sex life just by picking up girls that Brandon leaves at the airport. <laughs> <laughs> I think somebody may have already decided to capitalize on that. Well, you know, I'm going to actually be bringing uh, my my lady friend with me down to the Rio tonight. She's on her way over here now to the radio. Oh station. boy, I, I, I don't know if she can handle this uh, this Jill girl. Uh, the well, but I'm just going to throw right in the mix with Jill Slim T the whole the whole nine yards. So we'll see how she handles it. <laughs> Oh it would be funny to see Jill and Slim T together. You know, I, one of one of our competitors was going to do a, a TV version of their site. Maybe we should have a Poker Fraud Alert TV, and, uh, and and film that. I, I, I would really like to see Slim T and this Jill girl together. Well, why don't you at least get a couple photos and uh, post them up with a trip report? Yeah, now Slim T, I'll respect if he doesn't want me to post his photos. I'll ask him if it's okay. But I. I don't want to force people's photos up on the web if they don't want them because I think oh, that's like invasion of privacy. Yeah. If he lets me, I will. But I will be honest with uh, what I think of Slim T and my reaction to him and everything like that. So that that I will tell everybody. Uh, of course, I won't reveal photos or personal info if he doesn't want me to. Wow, very very interesting. Um, well, did uh, what else do we have this evening, folks? Well, we haven't done the we haven't done the blowjob segment yet. I don't know if you guys are up for it. Well, uh, oh, no pun intended. I'm always up for it. <laughs> Go for it. And Jeff, send me the link uh, for the ending that you you know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Send that to me now so I can get it prepared. Okay. So, vowels, the floor is yours, young lady. 
Well, thank you. I was um, requested to talk about blowjobs, and I guess it's just on everybody's mind lately. might be always on everybody's mind. I don't know. Uh, but let me start off by asking you two, if you um, had to name your preference between uh, intercourse and a blowjob, what do you prefer? Meaning that you could only have one or the one or the other to get you off, or just one or the other for like an evening. Like I, I'm okay. You have to be a little more specific. I'm sorry. No, I yeah, you're right. Um, well, what I'm saying is I like half and half. Do you prefer you, so? I'm a half. Could and you half live without a blowjob, or do no. you actually find that that's a necessary if part? Of I've it? ended relationships with girls that do not like giving head. Wow. Yes, that's a necessity okay, for me. So it's very important to you. Yes, it is. How about you, Jeff? Well, I, I can't say I put that level of importance on it. Uh, and there's also a wide variance of the skill of the blowjob, and that also has a lot to do with how much I enjoy it. Uh, I can always get some enjoyment out of it, but uh, you know, the really, really good ones, that versus the ones that are just okay or not so good, there's a gigantic difference there. Yeah, but you had a huge blowjob variance beginning story, Jeff, and I think that's kind of... Maybe skewed it from the start until now. Yeah, it might be. Might be. It, very much like my, my World Series of Poker career. It started off the best and never you know never quite got there again. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it, what, what I'm trying to say here is that uh, it, it's something that, that I definitely enjoy and, and definitely miss if it's not happening. But uh, it, it's something that uh, I, I still prefer intercourse over that. In most cases, if I'm really in the mood for that, then yeah, I'd rather have the blowjob. But on an absolute <laughs> basis, definitely the uh, I'd rather have sex. Well, according to a sex survey, 28% of men claim that they prefer blowjobs over intercourse, no. and would and would end a relationship um, if there were no blowjobs ensuing. Um, but strangely, only 17% of women report actually enjoying giving them. So there seems to be a little problem, and uh, we're going to ask for some guys to call in and maybe um, tell us their blowjob stories and or ask some questions about uh, ways that they can get their girlfriends to uh, go down on them a little bit more often. Um, we were also going to ask Beebs to call in. I don't know if she's still up and listening. But, you know, um, actually, funny enough, she had just texted me. Okay. Said that she. Had, well, it's not like that, but she just texted me and said that uh, she really enjoyed the show. It was awesome radio, but unfortunately she had to crash because she has a job interview early in the morning. Yeah, she's usually here till the end. I'm surprised she's not here. I mean, I could I could actually call her. She'll answer. But uh, to answer your question, also, if if in in my experience. If I am dating a girl that does not like to give blowjobs, and you can just tell that it, it's like, not only like, I mean, of course, like a lot of girls do it just because it pleases a guy, but just does not like it, and even tries to do it, but either it's not well done, or you can just tell that she just finds the whole thing disgusting, absolute turn off. Um, it's just, it's not going to work. I mean, right? It's no fun unless she's. I mean, I'm just being honest. Like, I'm not going to marry someone or be with someone that isn't going to, you know, do you know suck my privacy I mean that's just it's, it's honest I'm just being honest I mean I'm not going to go the. I mean what are the alternatives to cheat on cheat on her then and get what you want or you find someone that you're sexually compatible with I mean does that make sense is that is that you know? no absolutely I mean I, I do think that there are women who don't enjoy it and I think that there's probably 
you know, a, good, a few good reasons why some women are turned off to it. Maybe somebody just tried to shove themselves all the way down their throat and choke right. them, or they didn't smell good, they weren't clean. Uh, but now let me ask you this next question. If you had to uh, pick a preference and you were getting a blowjob, do you want to finish in her mouth and does she have to swallow it? Please leave a message after the tone. Okay, I'm sorry. See, I was... Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Brandon, you're bad with the interruptions tonight. No, I was trying to call, I was trying to call uh, Beebs, but yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. So the question is, uh, best case scenario, do you want her to swallow, or is it okay with you if she pulls her mouth away at the last second and lets it go all over the bed or whatever? Um, hmm, let me think of the best way to answer that. Well, you know what? I'm gonna, I, I already know my answer, but I'm going to let Jeff go first. If you defer to Trump. Yes, okay. I am. <laughs> well, um... And again, folks, real fast, before Trump answers, a phone number, if you want to chime in, this will probably be our last segment. 702-475-5467. That's 702-475, funny enough, limp. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Jeff. You know what? It's, it's mood dependent. I, I, I like both ways there. And it just really depends what I'm wanting at the time. So I can't even say there's a preference on that one. Okay. But is it hot when she swallows? Yeah. Yeah. So there's something about that that makes yeah. it like she's more invested in the act. Yeah. Okay. What about you, Brandon? Um, this may sound weird, but it's kind of like the, the fuck, Mary kill kind of thing. Mary... Preferably fine not to. Um, fuck yes. Uh, you know we have a phone. We have a call coming in. But uh, either way, it's it's not. It doesn't really change much. I'm someone not. Else, uh, someone else, Brandon, left at the airport. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Caller from the five four one. You're on the air. The oh, that's Beebs. Uh, Beebs, hi. I know that's five four one. Hi, Beebs. We woke you up to ask you about blowjobs. <laughs> we apologize. <laughs> no worries. How are you, Beebs? I'm so great. How are you? Beebs, uh, for those who don't know, I guess it might be a few, is our resident uh, dildo salesperson. Yes. An expert in everything sexual. So she should have some good insight on the question of blowjobs. So, Beebs, what do you think it is that causes so many women to get turned off of uh, giving their men oral sex? Um, I think it's the gag reflex, honestly. Okay. And um, can that be overcome? No pun intended yeah. again. Well, with practice and or... <laughs> I actually have a product that helps, but... <laughs> Go ahead, pimp it. Tell us. It's called it's called Great Head. Um, <laughs> it's supposed to numb your throat, and it's strawberry flavored. I think no gag would be a better name for the product. <laughs> just, be, <laughs> no just be honest with what it is. But, uh, yeah. I heard that you could use sore throat spray the same way, but um, I don't know if that actually works. It, it actually has the same, um, what is it, just chemical in it that makes it numb your throat. It's the same thing. But is numbing it really enough to stop you from gagging when somebody's shoving something three inches long down your throat? Yeah. It helps. Well, it depends how long it is. You know, if it's 12 inches long, probably no, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, how about you, Beeps? Where do you stand uh, on giving your man a blowjob? Do you enjoy it? 
enjoy it isn't the right word, but I will do it. See, it's very, very hot for me for a girl that actually enjoys it, and you can tell that she enjoys <laughs> it and, and isn't just doing it. Just because there are some girls, there are a lot of girls that like actually get off doing it. Well, I think there's a, a lot of pleasure in being able to control the man, and, and you really do feel like yes. you yeah. are forcing him, and you, you're making his body tremble, and you're making his eyes roll back in his head, and that that can right, be right. Hard. But right, um, like that's the right. Rock. When you start choking, it's not fun anymore. <laughs> right. But, 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 and now the two of you here, I can ask each of you separately. Vowels, do you actually, on an absolute basis, enjoy doing it? Um, I think I used to, and in recent years I haven't as much. And uh. I was going to talk about that because I, I saw some people posting about how once you get married, they kind of go away. And I wonder if that isn't true for everyone. Um, I mean, Todd, you've been in a relationship for a while. Uh, is it getting less frenzied in the bedroom? Is she, well, I, I, I don't know. she always was? That's the one thing I don't want to talk about sexually on the show is anything about the current relationship. So I'm going to have to pass on that question. But, uh, you know, I, I obviously, I, I don't think it's any secret that, in general, uh, things change over time in a very long relationship. And uh, then that's why I'm asking you, do you legitimately enjoy it? Because if, I think if the woman is just doing it to please the guy, then I think that's going to make it much more likely to not happen over time than if she legitimately likes doing it. Makes sense. Hi, I'm Jazzy Berlin, and this is an extra bonus for you. I am going to teach your ladies how to give great heads. So, fellas, grab your girl and learn together or have her sit in here so she can surprise you later. All right. So, first off, you want to make sure it's wet. You can either spit on it, lick it, lick your hand. Start off, you just don't want it to be dry. I don't like, like spitting on it. That's always really If you're really dry, it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like Sometimes you don't have lube and it's a little... Mm-hmm. little mm-hmm. There's better ways to do that, though. I, I hate the spitting too. Yeah, like, like I think I think it's like a total turnoff if like a girl's about to go down on me and I hear. <laughs> and that brings me to my next question because uh, some guys really like the sound of a woman gagging, um, almost choking. Does that turn you on? No, not no, really. not really. No. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's a turnoff for me too. If if I'm watching a porn and that comes on, I'm just like, ew. Play with your tongue, flick it, circle it. <laughs> okay, that's good. So I like that part. The vein. The vein. As you're taking it in, use your hand. Mm. <laughs> Always make eye contact. Always, always <laughs> that's important, too. The <laughs> eye contact <laughs> is very essential. Don't, like, make it look like it's hurting you. Don't go, oh, as you're doing it. Just look relaxed and look up. And Why is mm. the eye contact so important? Uh, it's just like very sensual. Just I, I don't know. Don't neglect the balls. Yeah, I, I oh, hold up, this is very important, girls. For those that are listening, don't neglect the balls. The balls. See, that's one of the biggest problems. Okay, I find. Don't neglect. Oh, you don't like them? Pretty much right on there with all her advice. Yeah. Listen again. Don't neglect the balls. Play with the balls. Maybe take. One in your mouth gently. Don't do it too hard. I did that once by mistake, and it hurts. So very gently. Play with the balls. Mm. Flick it. Oh, flick it. I like the flick. Um, I like the flick as well. Mm. Interesting. 
Well, there's some other interesting statistics um, mm-hmm. from this sex survey that I thought people would enjoy. Apparently, 73% of straight men love vagina juice. Who knew? And uh, 60% of women are keeping secrets from their lovers. What does that mean? Uh, they don't like to necessarily, they don't feel free to share their sexual fantasies. Oh. I thought you meant like they're cheating on their lovers. Oh, no. Well, that might be true, too. I don't know. Uh, 98% of women say that they want their man to throw them down and fuck the holy hell out of them. So, that, um, that I believe. That's, that's something all you boys should pay attention to. That actually is true, and it's actually something that a lot of people don't realize. Women like it rough, at least now and then. Okay, apparently I'm getting an update. Jill only had cab money to make it to Mandalay Bay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. So if anyone out there is kind enough and wants to get her the rest of the ride to the trip to the hotel casino, she's at Mandalay Bay right now. Wait a minute, she got in a cab and's like, okay, I've only got, and she's like, digs that change. I've got uh, $10.81 here. I mean, he's like, okay, I keep driving until meter runs out. (laughs) I just, I just read the taxes. Like, what am I going to tell you? And then she drives, he's like, okay, we are at $10.80. I cannot stop, I cannot drive anymore. I stopped car right now. And (laughs) then she like, stops in front of Mandalay and she gets out and she's like, okay. Oh, Jesus. Well, what can I tell you? I guess that's, I don't get how you come to Vegas. I, I kind of want to go pick her up, but then I kind of don't. Yeah, but Jeff, you got a facility at home, a lovely facility. You don't. Yeah, you no, don't. I wouldn't want to do it for reasons of like messing around with her. No, I know, but I'm just saying you don't want to subject yourself just to it in general. I know you're not. I know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm no. not gonna, I'm just saying, like, part of me feels bad. Deal with her. Um, uh, just standard, kind of, just not. Uh, I don't know. Uh, just standard. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, that's all I'm gonna say. The main thing there's there's a lot of girls in contact with Brandon in some way or shape or form. Mm-hmm. At least there were. I don't know. He may have cut down on all that because of uh, he is uh, yes. now with someone. But uh, it, it just always amazed me how. And I'm not saying he messed around with all of them or had sex with all of them. It's just he he just knows a lot of them. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, yeah, that is a good point, Jeff. Uh, Bailey, what else is going on with you? Do you have anything you want to offer about uh, this, the blowjob segment? Do you, I mean, what what else do you got for us? I honestly don't know. I'm really tired. <laughs> I'm at the floor. Yeah, well, I, 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 I do. I love you. I, I do want to you. Wait, hold on, Bailey, what, mm-hmm. Bailey, before you go, I just want to know, do you think this is important? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Don't like neglect the balls. Play with the balls. Maybe take the one in your mouth gently. Don't do it too hard. I did that once by mistake, and it hurts. So very gently. Now, do you agree with that assessment, Bailey? Yes. Okay. I, I want to give Bailey credit here. She you know, she really has become a fan of this show and of this site, and she wasn't even a poker player. We, you know, she was just kind of... The, the, do- the donkey show. Yeah, thanks to a show called The Donkey Show. And now she's become a fan of this show, and I know she follows me on Twitter and sends me encouraging me messages during all tournaments when I'm donking it off. So, I, you know, I appreciate all that. Barely rock. Well, I love you guys. And you know, it may be, I don't know what's happened to her, but back in the day, Miss Idaho was Druff's number one fan, and now maybe Bailey has is replacing Miss Idaho. 
And Bailey always does the same for me. She's always rooting me on and sending uh, tweets. And Bailey, you rock. Bailey's like the... Uh, I don't know. Obviously, you know, vowel, vowels and Bailey, those are the two uh, the girls at PFA. Yeah. Well, listen, Bailey, uh, I, know, I don't know you... I'm not going to say it on the radio, but I know I did say you had a job interview. I didn't say where, but good luck with that tomorrow. And uh, do you want to go ahead and pimp out your little porn operation you're running from your house? Just the dildos? Yes. I mean, we have people listening. You get some business. You know, <laughs> just a kid Pimping out to men? Where it's a, a female-based business? Well, I mean, you never know. Oh, yeah, one step is listening. There's, you know, you never know with this crowd. Yeah, you we have, have additional... We have females listening to this sometimes, like... Uh, we have, uh, my girlfriend listens. Uh, I know we have, like, a woman who's, like, 70 years old who listens. Mm-hmm. Is there a 70-year-old woman who listens? Yes. We really do, yes. We have a very r- wide uh, range of listeners. Our, our demographic, Jeff, well, I mean, well, we have a pretty wide demographic. Wouldn't you agree? We, we do, actually. And, uh, yes, the majority of listeners, I'd say, are males between 30 and 50. But... We do have younger people and older people, and we even have uh, probably more women than we think listening to this show. Yeah, you sound exhausted. Listen, Bailey, go ahead. Do you want to pip out the website or whatever it is you got going on in that um, sex apartment no, of yours? No, you sure? <laughs> you can go ahead. I don't like, like a speech or anything. I mean, it's it's. Lube, dildos, I mean, it's in-home parties. But how do they, like, order stuff from you? Can't they, like, order mail order? Yeah, there's... My web's... The, actually, the easiest way would probably be to PM me on PFA. But if they want to check out my website, it's dailybridgewater.pureromance.com. Okay. With two E's. Two E's in my first name. Well... But, um, Hopefully I think my old number is still on that. Okay. Well, Bailey, good luck with your job interview. Thank you for calling. I, I know you are tired. You're not your normal. I want to go to a dildo self. party sometime. <laughs> I'd have to head out there. <laughs> well, you know our deal, right, Bailey? We still have a deal, don't we? Yes, we do. Okay. All right. You're gonna. I'm in the. That's if I ever make it. Well, I, I, you, you'll make it. You'll make it, and you'll be out here in Vegas. So one day. One day. Listen, Actually, I'm planning for like within four months. Really? Yes. Where Where are we at right now? Only thirty more pounds. Wow! Really? You've, you've lost that much weight? I've lost sixty. Jesus, that's amazing. I need to see before and after pictures. Um. I, so we can really congratulate you. That's amazing. Good job. <laughs> the only before pictures are actually my senior um, high school photos. Um, you know, I need someone to motivate me like this. I need someone to offer me a trip to some other state. Hey, I was actually or... motivated before Brandon even offered. So, okay. I mean, you know, I, I'd actually, li- I'd actually like to lose like thirty-five pounds at this point. So I mean, we're we're about in the same spot. Well, I suggest uh, check out the seventeen-day diet. Uh, that kind of scares me. <laughs> no, no, it's it's four cycles of seventeen days, and then you just repeat and repeat. Uh, I don't have like any. I don't think I even have any full body photos of when I was bigger. Hmm. 
Well, um, well, congratulations to you, and thank you so much for taking our call, even though you were in bed. And I just want to also wish Todd good luck. Um, what are you playing again tomorrow? The $3,000 limit hold'em. I'm, I'm hoping for a repeat of seven years ago in the same event. That would be very nice. But, uh, you know, I'll even take a cash at this point after uh, going 0 for mm. 6 so far. And, uh, of course, a number of people on Booker Fraud Alert have pieces of me in this event, and uh, I'd like for them to get some cash out of this, too. And, uh, you know, China Maniac as well. He, I know he's looking for his first cash. And, uh, you know, hopefully the two of us will have, will have a, a great event tomorrow. And uh, if not, then I will not be cashing in a limit event this year because it's the last one. And, Brandon, no more events for you? Uh, no, definitely. I just, I'm undecided. I just, I've been kind of on a little honeymoon thing going on, so I, I don't know. I'm not making any determination. Brandon's getting right too now. many blowjobs to care about poker. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyhow, guys, Bailey, uh, you might as well stay on the line. Unless there's anything else, uh, I, I think we're about done for the evening. Is there anything else we haven't addressed or want to touch on before we go? Well, I'm posting the photos. Oh, oh, you're posting them on uh, PFA? Yeah, in the chat. Nice. Okay. Oh, you're posting the links in the chat. Well, I saw some picture posted, but it didn't show up as anything. It was oh, null.gif. That couldn't yeah. be a real picture. I just looked at it now. <laughs> Damn, okay. Well, oh, that did not work. Here's one where it was like 10 pounds heavier. Wait. Wait, wow, sixty pounds. Oh, that's that's a lot. That's a lot to lose. No, I had a lot amazing. of fat in my face, so that's mostly gone. Okay, what is, is the thread that I'm looking for here? Uh, this looks like a better link. Let's see here. Ah, there we go. Yeah, oh, wow. That, wow. She's holding her pant or old pants next to her. Mm, wow. Oh, that's you great. See how, how she's like half the size she used to be. Wow. Um, what is it? You like, is like, you looks like you're sleeping in an attic. Is that an attic you're up in? <laughs> you know, what, what is that? Um, that's Kayla's apartment. Oh, it's Kayla. Okay. Wow. Wow. I don't know if I can share it. Oh, here it is. Okay. Photo. This is just my senior photos. So, before. <laughs> here's, here's a before picture. Let's see if that shows up. Uh, oh, yeah, that's that's a big difference. Huge. Oh, yeah, I've seen these before. Wow. Yeah. Well, what is, this high, now, is this high school, you is said? Jenny Craig? Or? Yeah, that's high school. Wow. How'd you do it? Did you use, like, a, a Jenny Craig, or um, did you just do it in your own? Well, actually, my freshman year, I was going to the gym. I would eat very normal, nothing extreme. Um... And then this year, I don't have as much access to the gym because I don't live on campus. And um, so I've mostly just been, like, eating very healthy, like, lean meats, skim dairy, um, lots of vegetables, and that's mostly it. Wow. But, uh, I, think some yeah, of, I, and I think a lot of it was alcohol, uh, the alcohol diet you were on for quite some time, too, Billy. No. <laughs> I mean, you weren't you were you were drinking quite a quite a storm. Kind of off the deep end, okay. <laughs> okay. By the way, I, I have to give you some advice for the future. I, I'm looking at these old pictures, and uh, in the future, especially you know, once you're skinnier now, which, which you already are, uh, I would not go to a photographer named Alan Dick in the future. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing <laughs> when I saw that. My senior year. I, I, I just wouldn't. A pretty good photographer. <laughs> no, but I wouldn't want to be alone with this guy, Alan Dick. I mean, that's just that's just asking for it. 
It's an unfortunate name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I am uh, right, going to say my part. Uh, thank you all for listening. Sorry about some of the technical uh, difficulties. Hopefully, yes. next week will not be the fourth week in a row. Let's hope next week will not be the fourth week in a row that Drop has sound card issues and I have to use a 10-year-old laptop. Thank you all for listening, and uh, I will also be co-hosting Filthy Limper Radio this Thursday, and we'll be back, PFA, myself, Drop and Vowels, I believe next, is it next Monday again, Drop? No, it's actually the regularly scheduled day, Tuesday. Okay. We'll be back next Tuesday, 7 p.m., uh, thank all of you. Thanks to all of you for participating. Uh, let's all pray just a second for Jill. And hope she makes it from Mandalay uh, to the Rio. And that's I all I, I got. I have a feeling that uh, Bailey has no idea what the song is. No, there's no way she knows. She knows this song like Phil Ivey knows. Uh, that's the song. It's not a chance. Ba- Bailey, any idea what this song's from? No. Aww. Yeah, good reason. Obviously... Angel, Bowels, you got any shout-outs, anything you want to say? Is she already gone? Angel? I don't know. Wow, early out. Yeah, she's gone. Okay. Oh, she she just texted me. She had to pee really, really bad, so she's going to go. Yeah, but Angel had to pee really bad, and uh, all my other co-hosts, thank you for listening to Poker Fraud Alert Radio, the Draft Drexel and Hell show. We'll see you next week, Tuesday at 7 o'clock Pacific time, which is our regular time slot, and we're just about done with changing our schedule to the World Series in the Euro. you got 27 seconds left, Russ. Okay, so tomorrow, 3K limit event. Hopefully I'm on here next week telling everybody about my successful run in that event and trying to finish seconds. Sorry, China, I got myself here. And thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll try to have no more technical fail next week. Todd would tell us on Twitter, Brandon Gerson, Poker Front Alert, Radio Production, Shalom. Shalom.